the pounding begins. The wagons are circled. Every wind is raided. It's football time in America, and this republic has never been stronger. The Sportsocracy, Beer City's best sports talk, live from the Ingle Studio. It is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy is heard everywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. We are seen everywhere on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel, join us in the chat. Uh, It is an overreaction Monday after the big game Super Bowl 58. And if you listened to this program last week, you probably were not too surprised at how this game turned out. There were a lot of a lot of smart things that were said about this game. Well, and well, I mean, I feel like there's <laughs> only one way that I can walk into this here program. Uh, Tank, if you will. Here comes the money. Here we go. <laughs> money talks. Here comes the money. Money, money, money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's been doing doing this for an hour and it's making me lose my mind. Oh, Kyle Shanahan, you are just, you are the fruit of happy money trees because I planted you just many years ago and every winter. As the weather begins to change and the temperature begins to rise, you bear the fruit of letting people down in the playoffs. Because it's what you do. Two yard, big dog. It's what you do. And there should be no one surprised today. Tank sat in a room with me last night. We were at the Village Porch, 51 North Merriman Avenue, our official football watching home all season long. I had a sizable wager on Kansas City. Tank, on a scale of 1 to 10 in terms of nervous, what is the highest you ever saw me get? Uh, I'll go one and a half. Yeah. I, it, even, oh, Pat Mahomes has been awful. What did I keep saying? Man, it feels like San Francisco should be up way more than they are. Yes. Man, it feels like they are annihilating Kansas City, and this is a one-possession game. And you let Andy Reid hang around. You let Pat Mahomes hang around. And don't be shocked when you see that yellow and red confetti fall. And what happened? That's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. 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 I was really hoping, along with all the other San Francisco 49er fans, that they would be able to come. It was just, it was. it's right there in your grasp. You got the 10-point lead. I was, I, if I owned fishing equipment, I swear to God, I would have come in here today with a little paper uh, Lombardi <laughs> trophy on the end of a reel, and I'd just, oh, it's a, oh you, so almost it. you almost oh, had it. You almost had it. Almost had it. Several times you had the opportunity, and... It was it as it always comes down to. In the closest games, it comes down to one or two bounces of the football. And the better coaching's always gonna win. You had and the better of quarterbacks always gonna win. You had so many chances to put them away. So many chances to mm-hmm. put them away. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't do it. You pulled out every trick from your little bag of toys. And how did you get in the end zone? 
a backward pass to a receiver. You know why? Because at the end of the day, when it's Pat Mahomes against Whittle Block Purdy, you're at a big old disadvantage. And yesterday showed it because I don't know that I've ever seen Pat Mahomes look that bad. He For was, three quarters, he was awful. He was lost. Mm-hmm. I mean, jumping up and like there were t- he had one where he jumped at one point and just had to eat it. It was it was not good. And I never feared that you were going to beat them because you couldn't put the nail in their well, coffin. No, when the, when the score continues to be as close as it was, of course you always feel like there are certain guys that have that platitude. Patrick Mahomes is one of them. You can't back away from how great this kid is. Oh, I mean, we've we, we've already had the talk today, and we're not going to do goat talk. We're not. Because <laughs> the only time goat talk makes sense is if you're on a farm. So we're not going to do that. Uh, we have our first super chat of the day. Yeah! Button from Super Bowl halftime entertainer. <laughs> Little John, <laughs> glad he could take time away from his busy schedule doing beats the sin out of me. Soaring Eagle asked us, fact or fiction, if the 49ers had this same team but had Jim Harbaugh instead of Kyle Shanahan, they win. I agree oh, with you. I don't, I don't know that I agree with that. I agree. I agree, and you know why? Because there's one thing that Kyle Shanahan, for some reason, cannot figure out how to do in the second half, and you know what that is? What's that? Run the damn ball! You had gashed them the entire first half, practically every time you handed Christian McCaffrey the ball. What'd you do in the second half? You put it all on Brock Purdy. Just like you did with Jimmy Garoppolo a handful of years ago against the same team, just like you did with Matt Ryan in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Awesome. Kyle, you really don't seem to be learning this lesson, do you? No matter how much empirical evidence you have, no matter how many times it bites you, you cannot figure this out, and I do not know why. I don't know. Children put coins in light sockets one time. You know why? Because when they do it, they go, and, well, I'm not doing that again. Touching the, the hot eye on the stove, they do that one time because they learn, oh, hot. Hot hurt. Kyle Shanahan can't do that. Mm Mm-hmm. He's got a contraption. He's got a new fork that he can put in the light socket. And this one, this time, I'm not going to get electrocuted. Or maybe you just stop doing it. Maybe you just stop doing it. I cannot believe how predictable last night was. I started to second guess myself over the weekend of this seems too easy. Mm-hmm. And it was, by the way, if you want to know why Vegas has gold fixtures, what was the over-under? 46 47 and a half 47 and a half uh, oh that was what it was the bulk of the week you could have gotten it at other numbers it landed at 47 and the vast majority of the money was on the over vegas has gold fixtures for a reason now john slater said something in the youtube chat that i want to address because here's my problem with kyle shanahan in a nutshell he said missing that pat was a killer you're right if only it had been predictable that san francisco had kicker problems Oh, wait, it was. Because Jake Moody was in the bottom had what the bottom 25% of the NFL in field goal accuracy. Man, and it, you know, it, it, he just cratered in the playoffs. Oh, wait, no, he didn't. He was better in the playoffs than he'd ever been. You knew you had this problem in week eight. 
You knew it. I knew it. You knew it. And you know how I know that? Go back and check. We talked about it. This developed a theory for me that I now will never unsee for the rest of my life. Don't draft kickers ever because you couldn't move off of him. Mm -hmm. You used a third round pick on this kid. He was dog water. And guess what? He may have cost you a Super Bowl because if he makes that PAT, well, you can't say he absolutely did because it would have changed the way things play out. All right, this is like the black hole theory uh, or, or time travel. Right. Have they been you down squished before, the butterfly, they and all of a sudden now we're uh, or, all of a sudden we all speak some language that doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't say that's what beat you. The point looms large, no doubt. Let's just say that that changed a lot, and it all goes back to a bad decision you made twelve months ago, well ten months ago, because you took a kicker with one of your first picks in this draft. Can't move off of him. I can't just sunk cost a third-round pick in the same year. I can't do it. If you had and you hadn't done that, weird, you probably wouldn't have had that problem because you could have gone and found a kicker that, I don't know, could make a field goal. But he had the longest field goal in Super Bowl history for eight minutes. Great. He's Joey Sly. Awesome. Love it. Yeah, sweet. That's a problem we told you you had all year long. And weird, it came back to bite you in the absolute worst possible time. Mm Mm-hmm. How many extra points have you seen blocked this year? Oh, I think there's only been two or three. I think there were four total the okay. entire year. Yeah, it hadn't been much. There's not a lot of 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 excuse to have an extra point blocked. I felt I never felt great about the game, but I did feel like, hey, San Francisco's doing well, right? You got you got a close game here. You're you have the lead. The only reason you didn't have the lead in the third quarter was because of a, just a terrible miscue on special teams. One play can ruin it all. I mean, those two te- those two plays on special teams with the PAT and the punt that went off of uh, what's his face uh, Daryl Luter's leg. Mm-hmm. That's what cost you the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to close play, close games like that, it's those plays that. Always end up mattering the most. Mm-hmm. Because Kansas City lives in this. Mm-hmm. They do this every single week. If you look at them over the course of the last three years, I don't think you need every finger on one hand to count the number of times that they've won games by double digits. That's not what they do. Mm-mm. They live in this. No. And, and everybody's and- made all these big deals about, well, Travis Kelsey gilded Ed Reed. Oh, stop. A- you obviously didn't play any form of athletics in the '90s or the 2000s, and you know how I can. You know how I know that because I did. And if that bothered you, you would have hated me because that was a Tonka toy. I liked to yell, and I was real fiery, and I had several coaches that would speak to that. But this is what Kansas City does. Uh, now, the 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 question that I seem to be hearing a lot today, John Slater again, mm-hmm. are the Niners toast now? Is the window closed? No. No. The no, window's not window. closed. How long is it open for? Because I can tell you to the second. Two years. It's exactly two years. Because did you at any point last night think, man, Brock Purdy's a $40 million quarterback? No. Because he's going to be. Mm-hmm, absolutely. He's he going be. to be. Yes. You have backed yourself into this corner. Yes. You have him for $2 million for the next two years. You can win a Super Bowl in these next two years. I don't know that you can win it with Kyle Shanahan because I don't know that he can win one. His dad figured it out. But it took a real, real long time. That it did. I heard somebody say he should be on the hot seat. No. No, I can't get down that path. I could have if there was a really good answer to who you could hire. Mm 
If there was a coach out there that was just sitting around twiddling his thumbs, and before you say Bill Belichick, that ain't who I'm talking about. I was going to say, Bill Belichick's name's going to be brought up quickly. No, but I'll tell you a name I would. Mike Vrabel? Nope. Who? Pete Carroll. Hmm. Because I'll I'll extend what Soaring Eagle said at another level. If Pete Carroll had been the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers last night, they would be hoisting a Lombardi trophy. They'd be scheduling a parade. Because he knows how to win, Kyle Shanahan doesn't. Am I telling you he's a bad coach? No, he's exactly what I tried to tell you was all year long. He's six, seven, eight among coaches in the in the NFL. You know what he's not? Andy Reid. Could he be one day? Maybe. He ain't now. And I don't think he's figuring this out in the next two years. And as soon as you have to pay Brock, oh, turn out the lights, the party's over. Because yeah, rough. you've got a lot of toys. And but but the toys are gonna what are gonna what's gonna happen to the toys? Where are the toys going to be in two years? Debo Samuel, uh, he went out six times in the game last night, yeah. hurt. Every time the wind blows, that guy gets hurt. I don't expect him to be around in two years. Christian McCaffrey, he's going to be 29 years old? Or will he be 30 in two years? He'll be 30 in two years. Well, you think you're going to have left of that? It's just an honest question. I love the guy, and he's one of the greatest running backs of all time. Well, I'm going to read you something. Uh, Albert Breer of uh, Monday Morning Quarterback. Mm -hmm. He gave a really bleak synopsis of the 49ers. He was talking about their top-heavy cap ledger. Eight players combined for about $198 million in cap charges next year. Add on Brandon Iuk's fully guaranteed fifth-year option that jumps to 212. The cap next year is expected to land between 240 and 245 million, Whoa. which means the 49ers would have to fill the other 44 spots on their roster for between 28 and 33 million, which is impossible. You can't have 44 rookies that cheap. Am I saying the window's closed? No, because the top side of that is really good, but I will tell you that 49er roster ain't going to look like it did. It's just not possible. The, the, the numbers don't work. And you can restructure some things. That's what I was going to say. Are they but it ain't go, as much as you think. Are they going to have to employ the same kind of calisthenics that the Saints have been doing and the Bucks have been doing? And absolutely. We're going down that path. We will make this work whatever because we are in a window. Well, We, we have been in a window and we need to figure out how to cash in. Well, and here's the thing. You, you got to understand, how did they get here? By doing exactly what it was that you just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can restructure some money on Trent Williams, on Debo Samuel, on Eric Armstead, on Fred Warner. All right, that, those are really the big ones. You can get a little bit out of Chavarius Ward. You can get a little bit out of Javon Hargrave. What's the problem with doing that? When you do that and you push that, that you kick that can down the road, all you're doing is making the window tight. Because what you're going to get on the backside is exactly where the New Orleans Saints are right now. Can I get a Derek Carr? Absolutely. I can never miss on a draft pick. Ever. Because everyone that I miss on is going to be just completely blown out of proportion. Trevor Penning. You made a, you made a move to go get him. They've almost painted themselves into a corner where they have to take an offensive lineman at 14 in this draft because they missed on Penning. Because he hasn't been good. So now you have to look at him and go, well, I got to find somebody that can play one of these two slots. I got to keep Ryan Ramchick whether I want to or not. San Francisco, that's your future. That, that's your future coming up. 
And you don't have a Derek Carr. You have Whittle Block Putty. And he's going to cost every dime that Derek Carr does. He's going to cost every dime that Kirk Cousin does. He's going to cost every dime that Pat Mahomes does. If not more. And guess what? He ain't any of them. He's not. Last night was an indictment on Brock Purdy because you had every opportunity to win this game. Every one. People will blame Kyle Shanahan, and I'll be honest with you, I'm blaming Kyle Shanahan. But a little bit of this falls at your feet too because you had open receivers and you short hopped it to them. You had to play on the sideline. I'm not saying it would have ended the game. It would have come pretty close. Receivers open. And guess who failed to make to make the play? Whittle Block Putty. He has another season where he finishes at the top of the efficiency ratings, like he did this past season. Highest QBR ever. Saw how many posts about that leading up to the Super Bowl. He will be making big money. We have a phenomenal super. Or a, uh, this wasn't a super chat. This was just a comment, but it's so good that I think it deserves its own segment. So I'm going to read this. We're going to take a break, and then we'll talk about it on the backside. Okay. It's from Kelvin Joyner. Can't they just not pay Brock and draft another quarterback? He seems replaceable. You're not wrong, and you are at the same time. Not because your statement's wrong but because you painted yourselves into this corner if you're the 49ers. When we come back, we'll tell you why. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is an overreaction Monday following Super Bowl 58 right here on ESPN Asheville. All right, people, it's Valentine's Day. Everything has to be perfect. Yes, chef. At Ingalls, we know that not every Valentine's Day is four-star perfection with string quartets and swanky restaurants. My boyfriend bought me flowers. That it's not the money you spend or the elaborate lengths you go to. Happy Valentine's Day! It just has to come from the heart. Ingles, we're with you every step of the way. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and MountainGraphicsAVL.com. Your one-stop customer apparel shops. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. Download our free app on Google Play or the App Store. Type in Asheville Home Search. You'll be able to connect with our team and see all the available homes for sale in our area. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or Clarissa Sells WNC at gmail.com. The Sportsocracy. Ice up, son. Ice up. We are back in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. 49ers licking their wounds after losing a double-digit lead in the Super Bowl and losing to the Kansas City Chiefs. Once again, second time in four years that that has happened to them. Kansas City has trailed by at least 10 points in every Super Bowl. Yep. And has won three of them. Yep. That is insanity. Speaks to the level of the hump that you have to get over to beat this team. Eerily similar to 
what it was going to take for you to beat the New England Patriots during mm-hmm. their run. Dynasties, they come and go in the NFL, and the problem is we, we're right in the middle of another one with no break in between. It, you are, uh, and the entire league has to look around and go, man, we start down three against Kansas City because mm-hmm. their quarterback's better than ours, their coach is better than ours. Every time, and it's been on full display for the last few seasons. Now, the San Francisco 49ers, they have, as I said, lost those two Super Bowls. Their head coach, Kyle Shanahan, obviously was the offensive coordinator during the Atlanta Super Bowl where they lost the 28-3 to lead to the New England Patriots. And there's a decision that has to be made. Not immediately. You know who no, you your quarterback is. Mm-hmm. You know who your quarterback is right now. It's Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Moving on. The The question is, what do you do with him after? Well, and that's Kelvin Joyner in our YouTube chat said, can't they just not pay Brock? Draft another quarterback. Well, here's the problem with that. A, you never pick high enough to get an elite prospect. That's why you jumped out of line. You traded three first-round picks for Trey Lance. That blew up in your face. Then there's the perception. Can you name me the last quarterback that was a starting level player that a team just let walk? No. Because I can. And it just so happened that Kyle Shanahan was pretty familiar with it too. Mm -hmm. Because he was there. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Mm -hmm. How'd that go? Has Kirk Cousins ever been great? No, but he's been good. And you know what he has been consistently? better than any quarterback Washington's played since the minute he walked out the door. If that happens, and and you just say, you know what, we're moving on from Brock, he's not that great. He doesn't have to be great. All he has to be is be better than what you replace him with, and you look like a dunce. Mm -hmm. And that's how you look. It's a perception. Brock Purdy has officially slid into that same role, and I've had a – this list seems to get bigger every single year because we've added two – one repeat name and a new name to it this year. Started with Cam Newton. We got there with Colin Kaepernick. We've been there with a slew of other players. And now it's Baker Mayfield and Brock Purdy. People are not rational when it comes to this guy. They do not see what's on the field. People cannot wait to give him an excuse because he was Mr. Relevant. He was was number 255. Every team had six shots at him and passed on him. There's a reason for that. He's coming here. He's been exponentially better than you could have ever thought. Do I think he's ever going to win a Super Bowl? No, I don't. I don't. Because I look at the, 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 in the modern era, and when I say modern era, I mean basically the last 20 years. I look at the quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls. Outside of Joe Flacco, there ain't a whole lot of Brock Purdy's here. And I'll be honest with you, I think Joe Flacco was better than Brock Purdy. He was first-round pick. Number 19 overall, he just went to a small school. But he had a howitzer. Never had the weapons around him. Brock has all the weapons around him. Last night, just go back to what I just said about the top of their cap ledger. They have the most expensive top nine players in the NFL. What does that tell you? That tells you that the top end talent on this team is real, real, real good. And I'm looking at it. How many tight ends in this league would you take over George Kittle? Travis four, Kelsey? Maybe. I don't, I don't know that I didn't get four. Really? You wouldn't take Laporta over him? Well, if you take everything, I'm talking about Mark just Andrews. straight talent right now. I've got to win a game right this second. Mm-hmm. All right, let's say I give you those three. That's four. How many left tackles are you taking over Trent Williams? None. None. Debo Samuel, how many slot receivers are you taking over him? It ain't many. 
And that's with, you know, he's got Peter Griffin syndrome of every time he slips on a rock, he's <laughs> I could probably get to 10. I get maybe. to, I, uh, you ain't get to 10. Really? You can get to some. Yeah. Eric Armstead, how many defensive tackles are you taking over him? Mm-hmm. Fred Warner, how many off-ball linebackers are you taking over him? Drake Greenlaw, how many off-ball linebackers are you taking over him? I could keep doing this. And that's the problem. When you paid little Brock Purdy his 40 plus million dollars, at least two of those guys go away. Maybe three. Mm-hmm. You can't win the big one with all those guys. What do you think you're going to do without them? Definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and again, over and over again, and expecting a different result. And San Francisco has been doing this for an extended period of time. Let's take a mid-tier quarterback because our quarterback, our, we got the quarterback guru, and he's so smart that he can just make anybody a Pro Bowl level quarterback. He almost reminds me of Josh McDaniels in that realm. Of I know what you think of yourself. And you've had some results that back it up. And as soon as you dig a little deeper into that, you start to realize that the mythos behind him is really misguided. Yeah, you've gotten to two Super Bowls. In bar none, the worst, in the lesser conference. And you have the most talented roster, 2-53, to in the NFL. And it is blinding you. Because you're not beating elite quarterbacks. You're beating Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott and Jared Garf and Jordan Love. I'm not trying to diminish any of them. You know what they're not? Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. That's five, and I could have gone five deeper. Brock Purdy's always going to be a problem. It will always be a problem. But you got you have an element of the fan base that is never going to see this rationally because he's Mr. Irrelevant and he's so much better than you thought he was. Because he's a great it, story. He is a great story. He's not a great quarterback. That's the, that's the biggest problem with him is that the story has far surpassed the actual talent. Because if he was, just ask yourself this. If Brock Purdy had gone in the first round, would we talk about him this way? Would you talk about how elite he is? Because I don't I think you would. I believe you would. I don't think you would. Really? Did you at any point last night think he was Pat Mahomes equal, as bad as Pat was? No. Neither did I. No. Neither did I. Did he look like any of those guys I just said? No. Those AFC guys that are elite quarterbacks? No. I look at Brock Purdy and go, you know, I think. I think I've read this book. Oh, wait, I have. It's Baker Mayfield. To me, you have slid into you are the exact same guy with some very subtle differences. Hmm. There's no gunslinger in Brock Purdy. They're both accurate. They're both insanely accurate. But Baker has that little touch of Brett Favre in him where he cannot help but make that catastrophic, terrible throw. But you look at their tape and you just go box and line graph. You take out the worst 10% and the best 10%. Damn, those two look a lot alike. They look a lot alike. One of them's a bust that's getting ready to get overpaid by Tampa Bay because he's a scheme fit, and the other is the great story of of redemption and, and how great Kyle Shanahan is because he took this prospect that nobody else wanted. The result's still the same. Stop worrying about where the guy was drafted. Look at how it ends. It ends the same way every single time. Last 15, 18 years. It always ends with the better quarterback wins or the better quarterback gets there and you run the ball really well or the defense is really good. Tampa Bay beats Pat Mahomes, who at that point was better than Tom Brady, because we got after him. We hit him a hundred times. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's you're batting a thousand that the better quarterback wins. But when these decisions get made, it's not just about the end result. It's all of it wrapped into one. 
and you can't stare a fan base in the eye and tell them we're moving on from a guy who was 12 and 5 through the regular season and has all of the you know has has led your team to a Super Bowl 2 years under under his belt he's been to the NFC championship game won an NFC championship game lost a Super Bowl you, if he keeps doing this you can't turn around and look at that fan base and go nah we're just moving on if you're the team that you think you are you can cuz you know it's weird you, you know who did the very same thing that you just said Baltimore Baltimore looked at Joe Flacco and went, mm, we're good. He was a little older, but he was 31 years old when they drafted Lamar Jackson. It's not like he was washed. We have this misconception that that's how this went. No, they knew they were limited. Pittsburgh has done this mm-hmm. multiple times. Tommy Maddox is the one that comes to my mind. Of It doesn't really matter. I mean, you got us to a certain spot. You ain't the guy. You ain't the guy. We're going to go get Ben or whatever the case may be. I can give you a hundred examples of this. Good franchises look at a guy like this and go, can you get us to where we want to go? And if the answer is no, then you're not the guy. So this is really, to me, as you boil all this down, San Francisco, you've lived in this weird little purgatory for the last 25 years of you act elite, you feel elite, but then you do things that aren't elite. Are you the Ravens? Are you the Eagles? Or are you, and I once I saw this, I can't unsee it. Or are you the Dallas Cowboys of you tell us how great you are and you get further than they do. You got as many rings as they do. Mm-hmm. You got as many rings as they do in the last 25 years. But am I not in better shape? Depends. Is it not worth something? Is it not worth something to, Depends to be the asking. team that goes and I, – we always, Do you have rings, yes or no? no? Then to me, no. You're in the exact same boat. Okay. You and the Dallas Cowboys are in the same boat. If anything, they actually break your heart more because you get there and lose. Mm-hmm. I'm a very black and white person. Yeah. So Do you, look, you have rings, yes or no? Right. So, but you look at, say, the uh, the Baltimore, or the Baltimore, the Buffalo Bills that lost four straight Super Bowls. Yep, you look at the them and boat. go, they're just as equivalent to the Houston Oilers of that time because they don't have rings. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Wow. And history okay. looks at you the exact same way. Okay. Don Coriel and Marv Levy, which one's a better coach? Weird. Uh, one of them broke all kinds of records. The mm-hmm. other one broke nothing, mm-hmm. but he got to four Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. You ever talk about them as the greatest coaches ever? No. You know why? Because neither one of them won squat. One of them went to four Super Bowls. Awesome. We. And Kyle Shanahan's Mar- modern-day Marv Levy. Awesome. You signing up for that? Buffalo Bill fans, hey, tell these 49ers how great that feels. We got there four times, and we got gutted three of them and got blown out in the fourth one. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I, I can't wait to do that. No, I, I, I look, I'm like Mike Singletary. I want winners. Either you win or you don't. Pete Carroll, winner. Bill Belichick with Tom Brady, winner. Andy Reid, winner. Kyle Shanahan, ah, you haven't proven that to me yet. Brock Purdy? Brock Purdy, you haven't brought it to me yet either. The one thing that I keep going back to with Brock Purdy, though, is two years. The guy's only been in the league for two years. Mm -hmm. Are we saying that he can't get better? I am. I'm 100% saying He's tapped out. This is the most he'll ever be. I said that when he came into the draft of you're getting exactly what he is. Now, is that better than I thought it was? Yes. Yes. 
If you remember, we talked about him the year he came out. Mm -hmm. He was in my top 13 quarterbacks. I just didn't think he had the athletic ability to be any better than what he was. And I still don't. It's just that was a little better than I thought it was. I thought he was a fringe backup quarterback in the NFL. No, he's better than that. You can start in this league. He's a no-doubt starter in this league. He's a no-doubt, I think it was Kelvin Joyner just said, so he's going to be 14 forever. Yeah, that's pretty much it. He's going to be hyper-efficient. To me, he's Drew Brees without the special. And weird, you know, if you didn't have that one special year with Drew Brees, would we talk about him that way? Oh, you threw for all these yards, but if you didn't have a Super Bowl, would we ever talk about him that way? Yeah. We'd, we'd, he'd be in the same class as Marino. We'd talk about him in the same line of greatest and ever We don't winning. talk about him in the same class with Marino right now because Marino was exponentially more talented. I'm talking about historically. Would we view him the same way? Have you ever heard anybody say, hey, Drew Brees is one of the five best quarterbacks to ever live? No, but he's in the no. top ten. He's, yeah, he's right there on the, right there on the backside. Mm-hmm. That's the highest of high side because he had a special that Brock Purdy doesn't have. I feel like you're going to be in the same boat with Brock. Oh, he completes 70% of his passes. Sweet. He also challenges downfield less than practically any quarterback in the league, and he shows up small in the biggest, in the biggest circumstances. And the bad thing for Brock, you only get one crack at this year. You only get one crack at this year. And you keep showing up small, and you're going to keep giving people like me a reason to go, mm-hmm. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. You got your friends, are you sure? Because I'm not too sure. <laughs> he's, he's the next one that gets the label. You're going to give it to to Lamar Jackson. You got to give it to Brock Purdy. Losses so, in the playoffs should hang equally mm-hmm. on all of these quarterbacks. And they do. If you're going to knock one, you got to knock them all. And maybe that's where we're at with Brock Purdy. I, I want to I want to comment on something. Uh, Patrick Holt said if San Francisco's defense didn't choke, we wouldn't be having this conversation today. They couldn't stop anything. Yeah, because they were on the field constantly. You know why? Because Brock Purdy couldn't get first downs. Because we went through this god-awful like quarter where nobody could do anything. San Francisco's defense lives on the field. Look, that's one of the best defenses in this league. Why did did Kyle Shanahan want the ball to start overtime? Because he was looking at his his defense going, if I stick you out there right now, you are going to give up a touchdown to Pat Mahomes. Mm -hmm. Period. He knew they were going to. No doubt. Did you hear his official explanation afterwards? It was stupid. I also heard several players go, yeah, we didn't know the overtime rules. Yeah. That's a bad look. Yeah. I also heard Kansas City players go, yeah, we started training for that in training camp. Yeah, let's talk about that when we come back from the break. Just the difference between these uh, responses to what happened last night with the overtime situation, the fact that apparently not a lot of people were aware of the rules. Drunk Jeremy was trying to ask me uh, what the process was, and I was like, I don't know. It's two hours past my bedtime. I can't explain it right uh, now. Drunk Jeremy well, also we'll t- <laughs> had a slew of other questions that you couldn't answer either. Well, we'll talk about that uh, up next right here on ESPN Asheville. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, 
you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. And did I mention that Clarissa Sells WNC loves teachers? We love teachers so much, we're giving back 25% of our commission at closing. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or clarissasellswnc at gmail.com. The best season of the year is here. Tailgate season. Monster Brewing presents this season's MVP, The Beast Unleashed. With four bold, familiar flavors with zero caffeine and zero sugar. Beast Unleashed is your new pregame ritual. With white haze, mean green, peach perfect, and scary berries, there's a flavor for every fan. The Beast Unleashed. 6% alcohol by volume. Unleashed responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed. Available at your local retailer. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Back in the sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. And time to get just a bit outside. Last night, all of the wagering going on with the Super Bowl. It was, you know, always everything and everything you can wager on. National Anthem. The over-under was 90 and a half. <laughs> and it went, got into a five it went over. Night. It went over. But the Are under hit, sure? too. And how did how did that happen? All right, so if you were paying attention last night. Reba, I was with a stopwatch. Reba McIntyre sang the National Anthem. At the end of the National Anthem, she added words at the end of it. She added another, the brave. At the end, Jeremy's celebrating his win. Because I had the under. At one minute and 27 seconds, he's showing me his time, his, his, his stopwatch. She's still singing as he's showing it to me. And I'm like, you lose, man. But. This song is, is not over. But, but it was, though. Apparently, apparently it was over. So he, this has happened before. In 2019. I still have not located the name of who it was. I think it was Gladys Knight that was singing. She sang the national anthem. I, I I don't know that it was that year, but I think whoever did it in 2019, I do remember that year, the year, um, did the same thing, added an extra, the brave at the end of it, the under on that one hit as well, because by the book, by the sports book, we can call it a bet. We can call it paid off or the official time after every word has been sung. Just Once. because she sang, sings two more or, or adds an additional two words at the end of it, we cut it off when she sings every word of the song. So the sports book rule, and trust me, I, I was involved in this one too. As soon as you have read through all the words and you stop, no more words are coming out of your mouth. Done. Doesn't matter if you pick back up. Doesn't matter if you throw in some more oohs. It doesn't matter. You're done. D U N E done. Which brings me to my point that is BS. Which is not. If she takes artistic license with the song and is still singing, there is still voice coming out. That song's not over. I don't care how long you drag it out. I don't care if she went into a freestyle rap of the second verse of the national anthem and stretched it to two and a half minutes. 
don't care. That song's not over. In my book. Now, I obviously, it doesn't matter. My word, nobody cares about. But it's also kind of crappy to tell everybody else, yeah, the song actually ended, but it's not over. So BetMGM and a lot of other books had to go back and, and either scrub it, the whole the entire bet, or they honored both of them because both apparently were true. The over and the under both hit in the national anthem last night. Uh, it's one of the reasons that I wager that every year because there's a great chance that that's going to happen because this is the third time that's happened in five years. <laughs> that there has been some dispute that they basically called it either a no bet or they gave both winners. Mm-hmm. Uh, ask me how I did on all the other bets that I placed last night. <laughs> did you do I, well? I did. I did quite swimmingly. Uh, I have three stories. They're all about the Super Bowl, and they're all about money of some kind. The first one is Alyssa Milano is awful. Uh, she is awful people, and I, and I do not like her. She, if you remember, I told you a story about very wealthy Alyssa Milano starting a GoFundMe for her team's softball, or for her kid's softball team, baseball team, whatever it was. Did you notice? Did you notice she was at the Super Bowl last night? Was she? With the kid. Nice. Yeah, with the kid. So let me get this straight. You're asking fans of yours for money for your kid's baseball team, and you can afford to pay for yourself to go to the Super Bowl. You are the worst kind of awful person on this planet. That's the first story. Second story, Super Bowl bonuses. Did you know the CBA has a provision to pay a certain amount to every player on a Super Bowl team? Okay. It's like, like a built-in CBA bonus. I did not know that. How much do you think it is? $250,000. You're too high. $25,000. You're too low. Oh. And split the difference. Let's go hundred. dollars $164,000. Ooh, that's not bad. That's what every player gets. Now, certain players have additional, like Pat Mahomes gets $1.25 million for winning the Super Bowl. Written into his contract. It's written in his contract. Yes. Every player gets this through the CBA. And now, I tell you those two stories to tell you this. Uh, that bonus might have been enough for players of the Kansas City Chiefs to drink at the Super Bowl. Have you seen the prices of the food and the beverage at this particular event? $20 for a hot dog. Uh, you're close. It's 15 for a chili dog. Just chili, onions, and hot dog. 15 bucks. 15 bucks. Yikes. 18 bucks for a Bud Light double deuce deuce can. Ooh. Which means that my bar tab last night at the Village Porch, which was very respectable, economical even if you will, mm-hmm. would have been $14,000. <laughs> I mean, a soft math, I didn't actually do the addition, but it's it's in the ballpark. Yeah, when, when the owner of the bar looks at you and goes, <laughs> how much did you drink Yeah, literally, when he sees your bill? The owner of the bar was standing, but the owner of the Village Porch was sitting beside me last night when uh, our, our lovely server brought me uh, the bill. He looked at me and said, how are you standing right now? Because Amy didn't show up and didn't really consume that much. I mean, she had a few tequilas. I, bulk of that was, it fell right here. And then we did proceeded to do a couple more shots. Then he got very sleepy. And I did not. Went back to my house and had two more fireballs. Oh, my. Which was probably not a great decision. I would probably woke up this morning feeling like I had been hit by, I don't know, a bus. I mean, as you would. Yeah, I mean, you pushed yourself to alcohol poisoning. I also, uh, Matthew Hoffman learned a valuable lesson that all of my point guards and uh, quarterbacks learned. Uh, when good things happen, be wary. That dude will pick you up. Yeah. 
I'm sorry, Matthew. I did not see that coming. If which I is did, funny I would have warned you. <laughs> well, which is funny because you've seen me do that more than once. You actually saw me do it to Ron George one time and I almost threw him through a window. That was so great. It always surprises me how light normal-sized people are. That was the Chiefs Super Bowl, wasn't it? Yes. That was the Chiefs 49ers' first one. Yes. Four years to the day, yeah. you almost killed Matthew Hoffman, too. Yeah. I, I, He's look, a dangerous man when look, he gets excited. I'm also just dumb strong and nobody expects that because i'm not that imposing <laughs> all i saw was i i heard him yelling and he was so excited and i was trying to roll my eyes because thinking of god what am i gonna have to put up with tomorrow <laughs> and yeah. then i look over and matthew hoffman's feet are up in the air and i went oh this is not gonna end well this is not gonna end well <laughs> yeah, we saw this one time before and ron got thrown through a table yeah yeah it was um it was a fun night look, though i don't mean to harm people i just get very excited Especially when my bank account gets flushed. He's got a little Lenny of mice and men in him. I kind of do. Just, I he just wants do. to tend the rabbits. Love him and squeeze him and call him George! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I killed it! I just need to tend the rabbits. <laughs> he promised. He promised me I could. 25-22, Kansas City Chiefs beat the San Francisco 49ers. They become the back-to-back Super Bowl champions. First since the New England Patriots in the early aughts. Uh, Patrick Holden, our YouTube chat, said, fair warning. Jeremy celebrates so hard, he almost separates his own shoulder. He's a big bear, folks. Uh, Let's go. Yeah, let's go was said many times last night. (laughs) I had people I didn't know come up to me going, let's go. Let's go. Yes, yes. Yes, I'm going to get that tattooed on my collarbone. My wife said that to me as we were leaving. Let's go. We got up from the table, and she looked at me, and she goes, let's go. Yes. Okay. All right, Jeremy. Chill out. Yes. <laughs> You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. The Ingalls 2024 Southern Conference Downtown Dribble and Kids Fest, presented by Champion Credit Union, will be held Saturday, March 9th, 930 AM to 1130 AM at the Roger McGuire Green at Pack Square Park. The Downtown Dribble will feature interactive games, inflatables, pep bands, cheerleaders, and a parade. Each participant will receive a basketball, Downtown Dribble t-shirt, and a ticket to the noon session quarterfinal basketball games. Check-in will begin at 930 AM at Roger McGuire Green. To register, visit downtowndribble.eventbrite.com. We're back counting down to kickoff. Let's look at today's three keys to premium pre-gaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option. There's four to choose from. White haze, each perfect, scary berries, and my personal favorite, mean green. And number three, at 6% ABV, max protect. Always drink responsibly, and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at your local retailer. The Sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. It is the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. And over Reaction Monday, join us on the YouTube channel, thesportsocracy.com. Click that live video link. Subscribe to the channel. That way you join us in the chat, or that is the way to join us in the chat. Get your thoughts in on the big game last night. The overtime rules apparently were confusing for a lot of people. Well, um, I mean, they were confusing for me because I was 27 domestic lights yeah. deep, and I went, wait a minute, you mean they can score a touchdown and the game doesn't end? <laughs> awesome. Yes, yes. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, let's, let, uh, you know, remember back to the Chiefs 
Buffalo AFC championship game that all swung on who had the ball last and then who got the ball in overtime because neither defense could stop anybody. That's how Buffalo didn't end up going to a Super Bowl and Kansas City did. They changed the rule that now we would have everybody gets to touch the ball regardless of what the first score is. Now, the 49ers players after the game some of them were saying that they didn't know what the overtime rule was. Eric Armstead was one of them. He had no clue and that they had never talked about it, apparently. The guys on the field, the captains, uh, Kyle Juszczyk was the one that I heard say this. I just assumed we wanted the ball because you always want the ball in overtime because you score a touchdown, the game's over. Yes. Nobody ever felt the urge to tell him, hey, the rules are different and we don't want the ball. I I mean, and I understand Shanahan's explanation of the defense was killed Mm -hmm. and we felt like they would just go out there and give up a touchdown. But since you didn't, they knew exactly what they needed to score. He also said after the game that he wanted to have the ball third we want the ball first and then we're gonna give them the ball because i don't think we can stop them i mean that's where that goes in my head we want to score first then we know we're not going to stop them but i want to have the ball at the end of the game because that's when you can have the sun death but you also went and kicked field goal so you didn't think you could stop them but you gave them the chance to beat well once you're in it you're in it now you're facing a fourth down, and I'm not going for it on fourth down to try to extend a drive in overtime. I have to take the points. And as soon as you did it, you knew the game had to, was going to almost be over. You cannot give Patrick Mahomes that kind of time. We were, sta- we were sitting there watching the end of regulation. And when, um, when, uh, Kansas, or when San Francisco had the ball, and they were driving down to the end, trying to run the clock out. I looked at Matthew Hoffman and I said, I'm not feeling good about this unless I have points on the board with only 40 seconds left. I don't feel great about it at that point, but I know I have to leave less than a minute for Patrick Mahomes. When you left two full minutes on the clock, you knew knew. that was going to go poorly. Mm -hmm. They were going to get in field goal range at least, or you were going to lose it outright in overtime or or in regulation. With a touchdown. It's inexcusable to not have these situational things buttoned up. And it tells me everything I need to know that the 49er players are going, we had no idea. One of them said, I didn't know it until I looked up and saw it on the video board. Yep, that was Eric Armstead. That's inexcusable. Meanwhile, the Kansas City Chiefs players were asked about it. Do you want to know how many times they talked about it? Uh, Since training camp. Every day. Every day during the playoffs, they talked about it during practice. Every week, they had a special install for what we're going to do in overtime. Apparently, the 49ers never even thought about that. Nope, they were just flying by the seat of their pants. Meanwhile, Kansas City had already decided that if San Francisco scores a touchdown, we get the ball back, we go down and score, we already had our two-point play called. Mm -hmm. I almost wish that we had gotten to that point. So Kyle Shanahan would go, I got nothing. Um... Let's go. You're in the Sportsocracy. This is CSPN Asheville. The Sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The Sportsocracy. Shake it back. Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to 
get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery, live from the Ingalls studio. It is ESPN Asheville. You're in the sportsocracy. We are live in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. Of course, we're heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app and seen everywhere on the YouTubes. Just go to thesportocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel. That way you can join us in the chat for this overreaction Monday as the season has finally come to a close. I'm feeling melancholy because, well, I'm sleep deprived, and well, because you're the uh, end of my day. Because you're a whiny little pudding <laughs> pants. The game day did till ten thirty, no. and I didn't get my dot dots. No, goodness. now I slept till nine fifteen this morning. Bingo. So, you know. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, I mean, if we're doing this as a mathematical formula, you had what, like four beverages. <laughs> I had four before you got there. Uh, yes, yes, you did. I met Stephen Tao down there at one one thirty. I was seven pops deep before you showed up, bro. <laughs> Let's go. That counts for something. Let's go. That is the that is the motto of That's, Jeremy Green. Just let's go. Let's go. I'm gonna get it tattooed on my collarbone. Just make sure you spell it wrong. Oh, no doubt with a Z <laughs> and an apostrophe in or lit L I T. Let's go. Oh, I mean, that's Long Island Ice Tea, so that that would work, too. Just find an answer for everything. Homage to Mullet Senior. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if you, uh, if you bet on the under of the game yesterday. You are the luckiest. <clears throat> was one of the only misses I had last night. Mm-hmm. By half a stupid point. Well, you missed it. I mean, I mean, depending on where you got it, you missed it. It was either at forty six and a half or forty seven and a half. If you were on the on the side that got it at forty six and a half, sorry about your luck. That didn't go your way. Final touchdown of the game. Of course, it was a dog because champions gonna make championship plays. Oh yeah, Mikel Hardman, who famously his time was epitomized by a reel on our social medias of Ross from friends going, damn, I forgot you were here <laughs> when he went to the jets and then he was cut from the jets and then he went back to the Kansas city chiefs and ends up scoring the winning touchdown in the super bowl. Well, I mean, if it makes you feeling better, yes, he did catch the game winner, but for 70 game minutes before that, I thought he was actively intoxicated. Cements the dynasty. There is no discussion anymore. If you were trying to put that off of, ah, well, three championships, and then we can talk dynasty. Okay, here we are. We're at three. They've got a chance to go back to back to back next year. And I'm not sure I see much standing in their way of doing it again. I thought this was going to be the year. of We're finally going to see the step back. We're finally going to see... Patrick Mahomes not be enough. And guess what? Come down the stretch of the season, he was more than enough. I didn't even think of this. Tyler Presley in the YouTube comments said Hardman predicted his team would beat San Francisco in the preseason or in the preseason. He said his team would beat San Francisco in the Super Bowl. He did. On hard knocks. Was the that, only thing is he said it was the Jets. Was that so. was that me, Cole Hardman? Yeah. Whoa, what was the final score of that game? Now I'm trying to think back. Did he get close? 
I, did the, did, I can tell you pretty quick. I want to say it was like 31 to 20, so I don't know. It, it wasn't was a weird score like what he said. Was if it, it was, we would have seen that before now. Yes. If it's 25-22, I'm going to be. I, I think there was a 30 in there somewhere. I thought there was, too. But, anyway, that is interesting. It's on our social channel, so I'll, I'll pull it in the break. The next break. Yep. Kansas City is a dynasty. The question is, when does it end? And there is a great big question mark for everybody on that because I don't know what you're going to do to stand in their way. Somebody in the AFC is going to have to beat them. And that's kind of hard to predict right now. Well, you you have all the usual suspects. They're all right there. Everybody that was going to be a contender coming into this year is going to be a contender going into next year. Well, have you seen the odds for the Super Bowl next year? No. Who's the favorite? Kansas City. No. Stop that. Kansas City's two. They're plus 650. Is it San Francisco? It is. Plus 550. How are we doing this again? I don't know. Because the same reason that the Jets are 12 at plus 2,500, because we're going to fall for it again. We're going to do it again because we want it to be so. If you had told me Miko Hardman was going to catch the game winner in the Super Bowl, I would have been ecstatic forever until you pointed out to me, well, you traded him back to Kansas City. Ah, that makes that make way more sense. Uh, yeah, San Francisco's plus 550. Chiefs are plus 650. Ravens are plus 900. Bills are plus 1,000. That's your top four. Hey, weird. The same four teams that we were on this year. Mm-hmm. If you had to take a dart throw on any, t- just I mean, and this is 10,000 foot look. If you had to take a stab at a team for next year, who would it be? Because I have two, and they're the next two in the order. Lions. They're plus 1,200. That's one of the two. Browns. Hmm. Browns are plus 3,500, which is behind the Jets, the Jaguars, the Chargers, the Packers. Really? The Browns feel really low to me. That does feel really low. I mean, I'm not aware of what I mean, the Browns are tied losing. with the, the, the Browns right now are tied with the Falcons, if that tells you anything. Oh. They feel really low. If I were a gambling man. I am a gambling that man. That wouldn't be bad. I am a gambling man, and I have active money on five teams. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. Baltimore Ravens, the Lions, who you just said, the Bengals at plus 1,300, and the L.A. Chargers at plus 2,500. Those are the five wagers that I made this morning. Because I do one. this every single year. Mm-hmm. And every single year I forget I did it, and I got my balance sheet of what I made last night, and I went, I did a hundred bucks on the Chiefs. That's extra, oh, it's good for me. <laughs> extra six hundred doubloons. Nice. I forgot completely about it. There's not a bad bet in any of that. It does surprise me that San Francisco's at the top. It, it kind of surprised me. Going into this game, you said it as soon as the line came out. It's ridiculous. You're smug and crack. I believe the, was exactly what I the, said. The Kansas City Chiefs were a two-and-a-half-point dog at the open against San Francisco. After they pull off the win, 
after you see Patrick Mahomes call it out. Did you notice that in the victory speech? Just let it be known. The Kansas City Chiefs are never underdogs. How could they ever be a dog again? I, I swear to you, I have Vegas is smarter than I am, obviously, but it makes zero sense to me. Well, you're also, and you got to remember, they put lines out to get even action on both sides. Sure. So if you feel like you're going to get layup money with San Francisco, then take it. Uh, Lee Bruce in our YouTube chat said Aaron Rodgers is 100% going to be comeback player of the year. I know. I, I wish I could pre-bet on that right now, but there's uh, there's not a server that will let me do that. Let me bet on him to be MVP, which, no. Unless Joe Burrow does it. Joe Burrow comes yeah, back and wins Joe, the MVP. Yeah, but Joe played almost the whole year. Aaron Rodgers got hurt the fourth play of the game on national television. Mm-hmm. Not happening if he comes back and throws for 4500 yards and takes the Jets to the to the playoffs which i ain't saying i'm predicting that i'm just saying it's possible in that he'll scenario, win that in a walk in that scenario i would agree if he just has a good season and joe is great you see joe winning i award. don't i mean he only missed what six games seven games was that it it felt like way more than it wasn't that. it wasn't that much I mean, he'll be one of the contenders for it, but odds on favorite right now. I will say is Aaron. Yes. The guy who played four seconds of the game over the opener. Still sad. Uh, There's a lot of talk in the YouTube chat about last night. San Francisco looked like the better team. Mm -hmm. Um, You're right. And you caught a bad break on a punt that hit a gunner's leg. And the only thing I would say is, man, ain't it funny how karma tends to even things out because they were not the better team in either of the two previous games that they played. And I didn't feel like they were for much of either one of those games. Quarter against the Lions, quarter against the Packers Mm -hmm. at most. Yes. Six out of eight quarters, they got their ass kicked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then it leveled off. Then you were the better team for almost four complete quarters, but you let them hang around. Then you were better in overtime. Because if you remember, they mowed right down the field on Kansas City when they got the ball. But you just couldn't close it. Nope. And he gave way too many chances to Patrick Mahomes. Who is just probably the biggest surprise to me in NFL history. So I didn't see this this coming at any stage with him. I thought all the same things that we said about the quarterbacks that had come before him that kind of looked like him of, I don't know if I'm wild about a mobile guy or I don't know if I'm wild about whatever, whatever pick you wanted to to make about about when he came out. Yes. I never saw anything like this coming from him. This was the last draft you and I didn't do together. And I can tell you just, working in drafty things back then there were a lot of really smart people that really liked him but they all had a fear that he was a system quarterback and i'll be honest with you i I, and this is just a little rant that i didn't mean to go on but i'm going to because this is basically the official kickoff of the draftness season all right we've been we've been we dipped our toe and had a mock draft had a few mock drafts 
now is when we start getting into the deep divey stuff because we got to have something to talk about for the next seven months. We get the preseason, we get the offseason, we get all those things. The draft is what really holds all the things together. I hear people say system quarterback. I, I swear to you, every quarterback is a system quarterback. They're all system quarterbacks. Would Pat Mahomes be this great if he had been selected by the Jets? No. Would Tom Brady have been that great if he had been selected by the Jets? Secret time, they liked both of them. Oh, they gave me an engine. That that brought back a heartburn that I had tumsed away this Wait, wait, morning. wait. The Jets were in on Brady? Yes. Really? I never heard that story before. They were in on Brady, but they wanted him as a priority undrafted free agent because they didn't think he was going to get drafted. And they had, I can't remember who the, I can't remember who was in the front office that tried to push them to, to take him and they couldn't convince Bill Parcells to do it. And then Belichick took him and it was all, it all came tumbling after. Right. And I guess that's kind of what I'm looking at as we go into this draft this season. I'm looking at Caleb Williams going, do I feel great about this? I mean, I want to, mm-hmm. I want to feel great about it, but I don't. You may not feel great about the player, but you can feel better about a player depending on the situation that he goes to. And that's the point, is that I don't feel great about the player. I never have. Um, and I do find it funny that the biggest comp to Caleb Williams from a lot of people is Pat Mahomes. Tell me you don't watch these two guys on tape without telling me you don't watch them on tape. But I mean, in terms of just game style, they're very different. Mm-hmm. Body build is kind of similar. Because Caleb is not as tall as you would want him to be. Um, he's not necessarily going to have the bulk you're looking for. I mean, he's outweighed by Drake May by 30 pounds. Is that how they weigh in at the combine? No, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. But is it possible that Chicago has this this kind of transformation coming? Maybe. Could I see them hat reeling off? I'm not going to say Super Bowls. That's just so hard to forecast. But could they be a consistent playoff team? With that pick they have in the top 10 and getting Caleb Williams, maybe. It's a pretty talented roster for four years with a really cheap quarterback. It takes a lot to believe that they're going to do it after they've never done it. Well, and then that's what you would have said about Kansas City 10 years ago. Sure. And not there anymore. Now you just look at them and go, well, just pencil them into contention. A little bit of a difference, though, with one of them had Andy Reid and the other one has not had a coach worth really talking about since Mike Ditka. Uh, and I, I I have to address this for the, I don't know, every year we've ever done this. Because every year we do this, and after the Super Bowl, I start hearing people say this. The NFL's rigged. If it's rigged, they are doing <laughs> the worst job humanly possible. Every big market team absolutely sucks. And you have a team from Kansas City, Missouri, where half the NFL fans don't even know what state that city's in. If I had a dollar for every person that said something to me about Kansas City being in Kansas, mm -mm. nope, not how that works. So if they're fixing this, you've got little tiny Buffalo, little tiny Kansas City, San Francisco, which is a city that, no, how do I put this delicately? Half of the political landscape's not a real big fan of because of some of their policy. Those are the three cities that are consistently involved in this. Oh, and Baltimore, which is, it has its own issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're doing a terrible job of fixing this if that's what you're doing. 
Meanwhile, both New York teams are awful. Um, the, the team in Chicago is not great. The team in Atlanta is not great. Yeah. Really got this on lock. You're in the sportsocracy. And this is ESPN Asheville. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. And did I mention that Clarissa Sells WNC loves teachers? We love teachers so much, we're giving back 25% of our commission at closing. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or clarissasellswnc at gmail.com. The best season of the year is here. Tailgate season. Monster Brewing presents this season's MVP. The Beast Unleashed. With four bold, familiar flavors. With zero caffeine and zero sugar. Beast Unleashed is your new pregame ritual. With white haze, mean green, peach perfect, and scary berries, there's a flavor for every fan. The Beast Unleashed. 6% alcohol by volume. Unleashed responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed. Available at your local retailer. The Sportsocracy. Let's open up the whole can of kick ass and kill them all. Let the paramedics sort them out. It is ESPN Asheville. This is the Sportsocracy, and we already have win totals projections coming out for next year. Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Those are the only ones that have been posted so far. Uh, yeah, and, and that's that's just to catch live action on two teams that aren't going to – you're not going to see a ton of overhaul in the roster. Ooh. We upset the ghost. Yeah, it must be wind blowing outside. Oh yeah, we upset yeah. the ghost, and now the now the lights the, are flickering. the lights are flickering in the building. Yikes! All right, well this could be fun. Uh, we'll stick with you, hopefully. Yeah, we, the, we, we hope of the program. <laughs> we're, we're rooting for us. Yeah, you can you can you can hit us up on Twitter or something if you if we go dead, just let us know. Uh, well, okay, so win totals for San Francisco. Let's do them first. The loser of Super Bowl 58. What uh, are they expected to be at next year? 11 and a half. Over. I don't know that I agree with you. My initial reaction is over because, I, again, I don't know who's going to compete with them in the NFC. I don't, the I've NFC got the is going to be better this year or next year than it was this. I've got the Detroit Lions. I've got the Philadelphia Eagles, who I expect to bounce back, figure out their stuff. The Dallas Cowboys. But are they not a step ahead of all those teams? All right. Especially when you consider the fact that they're the seasoned veterans here. Oh, I just pulled up their schedule, and it is evil. (laughs) Well, they're our champions, so they're going to get all the division winners. Well, they get the six that – you get six divisional games. Mm Mm-hmm. Then they play the Bears, the Lions, 
the Jets, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Patriots. I'll go ahead and can we pick, I'll pin that one in as a win. Uh, then on the road, they have to go to Green Bay. They have to go to Minnesota, to Miami, to Buffalo, and to Tampa Bay. I will go under 11 and a half. Mm. There are six losses there for sure. For sure. Well, I mean, look at the quarterbacks you have to play. I mean, yes, you're going to get Caleb Williams, mm-hmm. Jared Goff, but then you go Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Jordan Love, Kirk Cousins, Tua Tungavailoa, Josh Allen. That is a lot of talented quarterbacks. Oh, yeah, I didn't point out that in your division, you have to play Matthew Stafford twice, too. You have to play Kyler Murray twice, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go under 11 and a half. Okay. I think they flip-flop this. Kansas City should be at 11 and a half to me, and San Francisco should be at 10 and a half. Okay, so there you go. Kansas City's at 10 and a half. Yes. And I'll go over. I will go over that one pretty comfortably. I just don't see much changing for either of these teams. Usually year to year, I will feel like, ah, oh, well, somebody's got a huge decision to make. And I'm not saying that these teams don't. Kansas City absolutely has big decisions to make. They got to pay Chris Jones. Chris Jones is the biggest. Uh, that's one, two, and five for them. They have they to keep, get LeJarrius Sneed in, too. I was going to say, it's either Sneed or, uh, or McDuffie. I will, say, I will say they get a long-term deal done with Jones and they franchise LeJarrius Sneed. May do that backwards. It's mm-hmm. just, I mean, it's $32.4 million, I think, to franchise Jones. And I don't know how they would do that. Well, I don't know that he's agreeing to a long-term deal for much less than that. Yeah, but in the long-term deal, you can rearrange the deck chairs. That one-year deal is kind of a that, – that's tough because everything has to go into the cap that year. Mm-hmm. And you look at San Francisco, they've got a good number of decisions themselves. I mean, you've got Chase Young. That's probably the biggest decision. I, I don't feel like – Did you, you give up him. a third-round pick for one year of him? Yes. I don't know that you did. We gave up a third-round pick to have a chance to win a Super Bowl this year. That's not one that I'm pouring $20, $25 million into next year. I don't think it's $25 million. You don't think so? God, no. Hmm. Who's giving him $25 million? A guy that has lived with an inability to stay on the field. He's been good when he's been good, but there's been a lot of mediocre, too. I would say he falls in $12 million a year. Ooh, Okay. And I think it, I almost said ten. I changed it because he's a pass rusher, and this is not a great pass rusher class. Man. But I mean, you still got there are still guys out there. You still got Jared Verse. You still got Layatu Latu. Um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't see. I mean, because ask yourself this question right now: Who would you rather have, Jared Verse or Chase Young? Oh, all things considered, it would be Jared Verse. It's not close. I wouldn't want to pay Chase Young. But somebody's going to is is my thought. All right, process. so let's, he's twenty four years old. He's twenty five, and he'll be twenty six before the season starts. Okay, and he's lived hurt, and now you're going to have to pay him big boy money. I don't buy it, mm-hmm. especially when you look at the other pass rushers that are on the market because Josh Allen's out there too. Does he get a base like twelve million dollar deal that can go up to eighteen or something with incentives? Is that is is that I think more that's what he's going to find. Is that you're going to have to prove it. You're going to have to stay on the field because, I mean, I'm just looking at even Leatu Latu, who's a reasonably old prospect. I think he's only two years younger than Chase Young. And he's already been medically retired once. I'd rather have him, and it's not close. Mm -hmm. 
Not even close. Just watch, watching Chase last night, I felt like he made himself a lot of money. I did not. He looked real good in the early stages of that game. I did not think he made himself that much money. Really? I think he's still in the same boat he's been in. Because we never doubted how good the good was, and we really never doubted how good the good was when he had that much around him. I just, I guess I'm looking at this from the perspective of what NFL team is seeing that with Bosa on the other side and seeing how he is defended, going, that's what he's going to get here, and has the money to pay him, and has the need. I can't find one of those. Mm -hmm. Houston was the first one I thought of. Because you'd have him on the other side of Will Anderson, and that does make some sense. It also makes sense for them to take whichever edge rusher falls. And I think they're way more concerned on the interior than they are on the opposite side of Will Anderson. And that's just that's what that's what I do as we go through the offseason. I look at these guys just I, Javon Kenlaw, he's another one that I look at with San Francisco. I don't see a market for you. I see you getting some very low tiered Five million dollar deal, three years, fifteen million, something like that, with a ton of incentive in case somebody can get something out of you. But then I, you didn't do it in San Francisco. Why in the world would I think you're going to do it anywhere else? That's a place that just churns out defensive linemen. Okay. In Kansas City, you've got those two big issues and not a whole lot else. But you'll throw everything at it. You will. There is you way will more. Do what you have to. There to is way it. more talk that Chris Jones gets out of Kansas City than I would have ever imagined. I thought it was a foregone conclusion. I don't know how. I, I you got him back on the field. Happened. You signed the deal. You can franchise him again if you need to. I don't see how that dude gets out of the room. Mm-hmm. No, Brett Veach said uh, in his media availability earlier this week or last week lead up to the Super Bowl, that's the number one priority. We have to get Chris Jones done. Well, it's pretty easy to say when your third biggest free agent is Willie Gay. Uh, Yes, obviously. And I'm not trying to diminish Willie Gay. It's just Chris Jones, Legereus Sneed, everybody else. Yes. You find out a way to keep those guys on your roster. And they will pay Chris Jones an average of $30 million a year to get it done. I feel like he's proven he's worth it. Don't you? Chris Jones? Yes. Yes. He and he deserves Aaron Donald, TJ Watt, Michael Parsons type. To me, money. there are three interior linemen in this league that have shown they're just better than everybody else. And it's Aaron Donald, it's Quinn and Williams, and it's Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. Those are the three best interior defensive linemen in the league. And then you get another tier. Um you know, which has the Justin Matt of Week A's, and uh, there are a few other guys in that. Vita Vez. Yeah, Vita has has kind of rounded into that. He's still the run clogger, and he doesn't play as much in pass rushing downs as I want him to. But I would say he's probably in that tier as well. Yeah. You're in the sportsocracy. ZSPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Stick with us. We'll continue our uh, overreaction Monday here after Super Bowl 58. I have a story about activities around Super Bowl Sunday that will the average fan didn't see, but the ones that did will probably never forget it. <laughs> that coming your way up next as we get weird. All right, people, it's Valentine's Day. Everything has to be perfect. Yes, At Ingalls, we know that not every Valentine's Day is four-star perfection. 
with string quartets and swanky restaurants. My boyfriend bought me flowers. That it's not the money you spend or the elaborate lengths you go to. Happy Valentine's Day! It just has to come from the heart. Ingalls, we're with you every step of the way. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and MountainGraphicsAVL.com. Your one-stop custom apparel shops. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. Download our free app on Google Play or the App Store. Type in Asheville Home Search. You'll be able to connect with our team and see all the available homes for sale in our area. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or ClarissaSellsWNC at gmail.com. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Back in the sportsocracy, it is ESPN Asheville. It's 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400 there is a uh, principal in California who is in trouble, Jeremy. They do crimes? Um, well, it's Or do not they just crimes. do stupid things? It's stupid things. It's stupid things. The principal at a San Gabriel Elementary School in California is put on a leave of absence by district administrators after a live active shooter drill was performed at the school. You just have to do drills. Yes, you got to. You, you got to get the reps in. If you have kids in school, you know all about this. You've heard from your children talking about the fact that uh, you know it is a sad state of affairs that we have to plan these things in our schools. But it's better to be safe than sorry, and we should do these. However, you should do these in you know the the the, the way that the district tells you to, the way it's been studied to best do these things. The district put out a statement afterwards saying that, well, the drill, quote, did not appear to be conducted in line with either district guidance or recommended best practices because during the drill, the principal was going around the hallways shooting children with her fingers. With finger guns. She had a finger gun and she was walking down the hallway and she was finger gun shooting all of these children going boom you're dead and then the kids had to fall on the ground and pretend that they were dead after she went through sweeping through the hallway she gets onto the intercom and announces this conducts our drill for today there were seven children killed <laughs> yeah that was a bad that was a bad way to go about that uh that that little training exercise there's a joke i want to make so bad and i can't do it i can't do it <laughs> It's a South Park joke. You just assume it. If you know it, you know it. If you don't, Google it. I mean, here comes Cactus Jack down the hallway. Bang, bang, you're dead. Yeah. Administrative leave 
and uh, they have an interim principal that has taken over. And I don't think it's going to be long before this principal loses her position. We cannot. You, you just can't do that. Can't. Many children were apparently disturbed by as the events well, of the day. As well you would be. <laughs> School system saying that we deeply regret the impact that this has, that this has uh, caused and appreciate everyone's patience while we conduct our investigation. My story comes from the MGM Grand. Obviously, Super Bowl week. You got a lot of events. You got a lot of stuff happening. There's parties. There's all kinds of stuff. So, one of the things that we had going on was there was a Travis Scott concert. Mm-hmm. It was at the Hakkasan nightclub at the MGM Grand. Well, I'm just, I'm looking at the pictures. I cannot say that I have ever been to this place. But there's a performance space right in the middle. And then there are hotel rooms that have glass windows that go all the way around in this big sweeping area. Well, apparently there were there was a couple that apparently the Travis Scott concert got them in the mood because they decided with thousands of people in attendance at this concert that this was a great time for them to open the blinds and and put on a little show. Oh, maybe no. maybe they were looking to start at OnlyFans. Maybe they just always wanted to cavort in public. I don't know, but they decided to to the point that the crowd stopped paying attention to Travis Scott <laughs> and started really paying attention to this to the point that it got Travis Scott's attention. I can't I can't give you exactly what he said but i can paraphrase it he said hold on hold on hold on can i get two seconds for the couple that's falafeling right there in in the bedroom they turned this stuff up (laughs) turn them up (laughs) i can't tell if this is the greatest promotional thing i've ever seen in my life and these people are gonna have like cam soda this is who you offer a deal to not bill belichick Nobody wants to see that. This is who you go. All right. We want to give you $5,000. Stop starting at a million. Because that doesn't make any sense. It was a whale of a show. Somebody recorded it on their cell phone. I watched it too. Oh, even though goodness. I wasn't there. Of course you did. Of course I did. Of course you watched it. Degenerate. Well, I mean, look. Would you would you, would you you pass that along to me, please? I'm, uh, 100%. I just, research purposes You degenerate. Only. <laughs> research purposes only and in the words of of jerry seinfeld there's good naked and there's bad naked some of it's good mm-hmm. some of it's bad mm-hmm. just and, no just know that and in the words of lewis grizzard there's naked and there's naked naked means you ain't got no clothes on naked means you ain't got no clothes on and you up to something these folks was naked no doubt no <laughs> doubt i feel like you got to be doing a good job though if you're getting the attention of the uh, of not only the entire crowd at the concert but the act on stage as well oh yeah i mean people people stopped and yes look at that mm-hmm. which you know meanwhile if if i had decided to do this i would get the same thing i get in public which is how in the world did he get that girl like <laughs> I mean, we're seeing the whole show. And- oh, we would we would all start huh. throwing things to try to cover up the window so we didn't have to see it anymore. And the brawny man has put on some weight. <laughs> <laughs> 
And what is he doing to that poor innocent woman? Oh, that's, that is a bad look. That's <laughs> just, there's just no flow to it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do we have it's other... Like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Just the beginning, middle, end. It doesn't flow the way you... Sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Chiefs 49ers... Win totals, they're the only ones that are out, which I find weird. Why are we why are we only doing this for the for these two teams? Well, I mean, because you gotta look at the I guess we're slow we're slow rolling. Even well, Vegas you're slow rolling to, to a point. You also don't want to get leveraged. I mean, look at look at how discrepant things could be for certain teams. If the Chicago Bears take Caleb Williams, I would say you set their win total at nine and a half with a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal, the things you can put around him. If it's Justin Fields, I'd set it at seven and a half. Full two-game swing. I think so. Hmm. I think so. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons. If you go into another year with Desmond Ritter, I'll set yours at six and a half. If you trade for the same quarterback that I just said, you're probably at eight and a half. Or if you go out and get Kirk Cousins, it obviously goes up The Kirk Cousins thing doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, it's just well, look, I mean, and I hear a lot of people talk about this. We're, we're friends with the guys at PFF, and they've, they've talked about the fit with Kirk Cousins in Atlanta. I don't. I mean, I get the fit. I don't get why Minnesota would let him get out of the building. Like, am I doing this to get JJ McCarthy at eleven? As I'm struggling to see that. By the way, I have been told by no less than ten people he's going in the top fifteen. So just be prepared. If you're ready to move on, if you're ready to say that this is not our guy, you know by now he's never going to win you a title. If you think you're in that realm if you think it's time to give justin jefferson the next era of quarterback i could see you doing that i could see that i could see you selling that to the fan base i'm gonna i'm gonna i I gotta figure out exactly how i want to phrase this nancy reagan used to have a, a a phrase of I, I can't describe pornography but i know it when i see it mm-hmm. this offseason is going to be a great example of that for NFL teams. I cannot tell you what a bad franchise looks like, but I know it when I see it. Let me explain. Any team that takes Michael Penix in the first round, bad organization. Any team that takes J.J. McCarthy in the top 15, bad organization. I don't care who you are. I don't care if the the Kansas City Chiefs traded up to do it. They wouldn't, which is why I'm very confident saying that. Um, any team that takes Bo Nix in the top 20, bad organization, because you're doing that thing that I hammer on teams for doing all the time because it never ends well. It never goes well. You're taking the 45th best player in this class in the top 20. Well, this is a class where you have like 15 players that are special. I mean, there are special talents up and down the board. And if you jump out of line, I guess I just keep looking at Minnesota going, why would I force Bo Nix, who has the same problem that Kirk Cousins does? Yeah, he's cheaper. I get that. But I'm also in the prime of Justin Jefferson. I can make the playoffs with Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. Am I telling you they're going to win the Super Bowl? No. The defense is really more of a problem than anything is. But I guess that's my point. So you can have Bo Nix and Justin Jefferson, or you could have Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, and Jared Verse, or Terry and Arnold, or Kenyon Mitchell, or whoever it is. Am I not better off that way? I'm yes. better off in the now and in the long term. 
I would agree. And you say, oh, well, but that doesn't solve your long-term problem. Neither does Bo Nix. You're going to be in the same boat the Jets are in. We're three years later. We have to get rid of him because we hate him. Which is why you don't do that unless you love him. Now, and I don't see how anybody I don't see how, many, how anybody walks away from the tape. There's one spot for Bo Nix that I have a little bit of a soft spot to, but they pick too high and they don't have a second round pick, and it's the Denver Broncos. Hmm. I understand how he could fall for how Sean Payton could fall for Nix because he does fit what has worked for him in the past. I don't see how you can do it at twelve though. I mean, I'm I am all about value based drafting. So if for me, every player has a grade. There is a spot where I would be comfortable taking anybody. Mm-hmm. For me, Bo Nix is in the fifties. That's where I get comfortable taking him because he has such a short ceiling. I, I don't like, see a path that he's going to become elite. But do you feel like that's something that New Orleans would do? That they would be convinced. Well, to New take Orleans him. wouldn't do it because Sean Payton doesn't coach. Or there. I mean, you, yes, Denver. Is that something that Denver would do at 12? Depends on how desperate you are. Because I mean, look, the veteran market is Kirk Cousins, Justin Fields, end of message, repeat the line. Mm-hmm. You, you don't really have. Now, if Washington takes a quarterback, maybe you could procure Sam Howell, which I think a smart team would do. He's still on a very cheap deal for two more years. But on the same token, I'm not sure Washington would come off of him. Even taking a quarterback, I'm not sure they're going to come off of him for what you would want it to be. I mean, because to me, I think the value on Sam Howell and the value on Justin Fields are damn near the exact same. So if Fields is getting two threes, that's what I think Washington would ask for out of Sam Howell. Because he's cheap for two years. Fields is cheap for two minutes. I don't see how they can hang on to him. Fields or Howell? Howell. Uh, well, because you got you have to have a backup quarterback, and I've got one that has starting experience and he's cheap. And Washington already has 84 gajillion draft picks. I've been working on the three-round mock drafts, and every time I come to Washington, I'm like, my God, I had, I have, like, I'm going to have to eat something before I start this because this is going to yeah. take an hour. I mean, if there is anything that this season proved to us is that having a decent backup quarterback is it's no longer just a luxury. No. It's, it's an absolute necessity. I mean, you just look at how many quarterbacks played all 17 games. I think, what was it, 12? I think was the number that I, uh, 12 or 11? I think that's right. It's very important. Mm-hmm. Very important. Mm-hmm. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. How much, how off did they, did last year's numbers get well, with the win totals? Well, you know, it's funny you ask that. Because I just so happen to have that list. And we'll talk about it after the commercial. The Ingalls 2024 Southern Conference Downtown Dribble and Kids Fest presented by Champion Credit Union will be held Saturday, March 9th, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. at the Roger McGuire Green at Pack Square Park. The Downtown Dribble will feature interactive games, inflatables, pep bands, cheerleaders, and a parade. Each participant will receive a basketball, Downtown Dribble t-shirt, and a ticket to the noon session quarterfinal basketball games. Check-in will begin at 9.30 a.m. at Roger McGuire Green. To register, visit downtowndribble.eventbrite.com. 
We're back counting down to kickoff. Let's look at today's three keys to premium pre-gaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option. There's four to choose from. White Haze, Peach Perfect, Scary Berries, and my personal favorite, Mean Green. And number three at 6% ABV, Max Protect. Always drink responsibly and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at your local retailer. The Sportsocracy. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. It is ESPN Asheville. This is the Sportsocracy. And how crazy were the numbers at the beginning of the year when it came to projected win totals? Well, the the irony is you have 32 teams in the NFL. Um, how many teams do you think went over their projected win total. Ten. Uh, that would be 15. Oh, How okay. many do you think went under it? I guess the rest of them. 17. Yeah, Vegas has goal fixtures for a reason. And most of the ones that were under were pretty close. You had Arizona that was at four and a half. They won four. Falcons were at seven and a half. They won seven. Bears, same thing. Uh, Broncos were at eight and a half. They won eight. Jaguars were at nine and a half. They won nine. By the way, I thought that was the easiest bet in the world, and it's the under. I didn't think of that until just now. Kansas City, 11 and a half, the one eleven. There's only a handful that you missed by a lot. Uh, the Giants were two and a half low. The Jets were two and a half low. Washington was three and a half low. The Chargers were four and a half low. And then the Panthers were five and a half low. So you just don't you don't see a ton of teams that Vegas is super super wrong on. Now on the high side, Tampa was one of the bigger winners because they were projected at six and a half. They won nine. In large part, other than that, they missed it by a game and a half at the most. Mm-hmm. The Rams they were far too low on. Houston had to be a big three and a half, um, two and a half on Indianapolis. Uh, and they were th- two and a half low on the lines in the Cowboys. Other than that, Baltimore was <laughs> missed Baltimore by a bunch. Mm-hmm. Baltimore was at eight and a half. They went thirteen and four. I feel like that was one that we were heavy on the over. Uh, we were, we were, we were heavy on the over with every AFC North team. Mm-hmm. And Cincinnati, Cincinnati, I think was the only one that didn't. Go over, which makes sense. Yep, all you the rest lose, of them did. You lose your quarterback, that's what's mm-hmm. going to happen. Oh boy, I just can't believe another season has come and gone. Well, I mean, it and means here we are. Well, we got a lot of people that have have reached out to us over the last few days, and it's it's sad times because mm-hmm. you don't have the NFL, and we just keep assuring them we're still going to talk about it. You know why? Because I don't care about the rest of it. Major League Baseball's back. Woo! <laughs> I love that that's the go-to. I j- well, I mean, look, I'll say the I mean, That was about- the first one you hated, so. I, I've got no point. I j- it's hard for me to care about the rest of them. Mm-hmm. You're doing so much to self-implode. Baseball, all right, I'll, I'll make a deal with you. When you have 10 names that the average sports fan knows who the hell they are, We'll talk about baseball again. I don't think you have to worry about that 
anytime soon. The NBA, you just don't have any players that move a needle. Mm-hmm. I mean, LeBron does. The team's awful. Kyrie Irving does. The team's not great. Gian, you want to talk about Giannis? Giannis and, Giannis and Jokic. And... Look, I still watch my And that's what the NBA has become. I watch my team. I'll watch the Nuggets. If if a late night West Coast hater is is out there and I feel really good, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. Do I want to sit down here and sit here and break down the uh the, the offensive trappings of the Milwaukee Bucks? No, I don't. Now I'll make fun of their coach. I mean their coach is a lot of fun to make fun of. Who? Don't blame Giannis. It's not Giannis' fault. I don't <laughs> like, well, it's easy for you to do to to watch a good team. You can't do that as Hornets fan, or at no. least I can't do it. No, I can't bring myself to sit down and watch a ten-win team. There's been more than fifty games in this season, and the one in Charlotte has won ten of them. And they're selling off the players, and not that they were any good anyway. Yeah, PJ Washington. Woo. Yeah, if you're- yeah, how how much fun is that? Just Hornets basketball. Are you really excited to go check in on Hornets basketball? Oh, yeah. If you're watching those games with night in, night out, you may need to talk to a therapist because you might be a sadomasochist. Mm-hmm. I got a little happy today when I saw Mitch Kupchak's name in the news again. He's no longer going to be the president of basketball operations for the Hornets. Yes! But? He's, they're keeping him on as an advisor. Like, what part of you suck at this job do you not get? It's been this way since he was in L.A. And then he came here. And it's only gotten worse. And he just still can't get it. We can't get away from him. New ownership comes in. We thought, oh, good. The Tar Heel tie is severed between the owner, Michael Jordan, and Mitch Kupchak. But no, here comes Rick and Gabe. And they're keeping him on as an advisor because they think he knows something. Now, I didn't bring Ooh. that up so you could go on a little rant Thank about you. Mr. Cupcake. Appreciate that. I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you did, and you took the opportunity to do it. The reason that I brought that up is that we have new friends. We'll tell you a little bit about that in the next hour. But we're going to be betting all these things. So we're really going to lean into the wager don't watch, including, as Joshua Pinnock said, the Daytona 500, which is this weekend. And I'll happily tell you who to bet on. And then I will ignore it like it didn't actually happen. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. The sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The sportsocracy. Shake it back. Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery. Live from the Ingle Studio. It is ESPN Asheville, and you are listening to the Sportsocracy, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. And we're heard everywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. You can take us with you everywhere you go around the world, live or on demand. You can also catch us, of course, live in the Ingalls studio on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel, and that gets you into the chat. It is an overreaction Monday of course, reacting to Super Bowl 58 yesterday, Kansas City Chiefs becoming the champions once again. Three out of the last four years, they've won Super Bowl titles, or three out of the last five years. 
Excuse me. They've won Super Bowl titles. They've been four out of the last five years. There you go. Thank you. They're in dynasty territory. We're talking, we're not talking, but the as a community, as the NFL consuming public, it's all consumed with goat talk. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. It's where the only they, goat I want to talk where about. Where do they fall God, I in? I that term. <laughs> Such a stupid term. Is Patrick Mahomes better than Tom Brady already? Uh, mm. Talent, yes. Career, no. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't put him there in that discussion just yet for me. But it's way too early, way too early in the process. Let's just enjoy the ride for what it is, which is something that we've never ever seen before. Correct. But it's time for the daily draft, mm-hmm. and we do this throughout the entire football season. And we thought that we would do a final stock up, stock down which is what we do on Mondays. And we do it for the entire 2023 season. Who do we feel differently about, for better or worse, mm-hmm. after the 2023 season? I'll take the first pick. Okay. Because for me, there is one that is far and away ahead of the rest. It's Lamar Jackson. I'm going aggressive stock up to Lamar Jackson. And I know what people are going to say, but he didn't win a Super Bowl. Well, here's the thing. One out of 32 teams do that every single year. I saw more out of him this year. They were so impressive. And, I mean, ESPN put out their 2024 power rankings, which might be a thing we do. I don't know. Tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And Baltimore was still their one. And I I don't know that they're wrong. Yeah, they lost in the playoffs. I, I get it. And, and Lamar wasn't great. I get that too. But I saw out of him franchise NFL quarterback, and it was the year after he got the bag. How many guys do we see get paid, and that first year is just a great big grumper from pillar to post? Mm-hmm. That ain't what you got from Lamar. Yeah, the contract took a long time. Yeah, he makes a lot of money. Yeah, his star receiver has a – ugly incident that he's dealing with right now Uh, i'm not reporting this just telling you what i've heard i don't think it's it it doesn't appear that we know that whole story okay oh zay's domestic incident there's some weird conflicting reports that have people there's a reason you haven't heard anything about it Mm -hmm. because people are getting real nervous that there's something's something's off here and we don't know what it is so i i just think that you come away from this year and if you don't see that he's a top five quarterback in this league, it's because you're you're never going to see it. You're trying. You're trying not to. Yeah. You're if you can genuinely look me in the face and tell me there's five quarterbacks in this league you would rather start a team with right now, that's on you, not so much him. Mm-hmm. And look, I was I was one of the he's a running back guy. I, I didn't think he could throw in this league. He can, and, and keeping his his offense coordinator is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Now, I think losing Mike McDonald and losing um, Anthony Weaver, I think that's a big deal for the defense. But I think with Zach Orr, it'll be fine. It might take a little step back defensively, which could also take a step forward offensively. Mm-hmm. All in all, you have all the you have all the talent there. My biggest stock up of the year of the 2023 NFL season is Lamar Jackson. Not a bad selection. Winning the MVP definitely shows you. Uh, or or proves 
so or should prove something, I guess I should say, to the doubters. But we know many won't change their minds on that. Uh, I am going to go with the Detroit Lions as my number one stock up for the season. We wanted to believe it. And then I remember going through that phase the first few weeks or heading into the season of, ah, maybe we're too fast. Maybe we're, maybe we're just jumping on this ship too soon. And, and, and then they were every bit as good as I think we had all hoped that they would be, as long as you were on the bandwagon with me at the beginning of the season. I feel like everybody has to be impressed with the 12-5 and five season that they came up with, and they were just a step away. Still trying to figure things out because you're a young team. This is year three, and this is only year two of you even being relevant at the end of a season. And you almost made it to a Super Bowl. If you had not stepped on your own toes in the second half against San Francisco, you very well could have made the trip to the Super Bowl this year. Well, and I think you're burying the lead. You held on to Ben Johnson and you held on to Aaron Glenn. Mm-hmm. I don't think even the 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 bluest Lions pride colored glasses wearing fan could ever have thought that you would be lathering up to do this again when you walked off that field in San Francisco. It was a foregone conclusion that Ben Johnson was going to Washington, and there was a great chance that Aaron Glenn was headed somewhere else too. Uh, now it's neither one of them. Mm-hmm. You bring back a lot of these guys. This team is really young, and oh, by the way, you've drafted just splendiferously. Splendiferously. Yeah, you hit four home runs last year. That's mm-hmm. really rare. Mm-hmm. I should have taken this guy first, but I didn't. So C.J. Stroud. That's a good one. He's got to be your ultimate stock up. He's not for me. Especially if you were on the path, if you were on the side of it's Bryce Young, C.J. can't play in this league. He may not ever develop into anything good. If you were a doubter, you have to be amazed by the season that he put together leading that team with the help of all of the weapons that he had at his disposal, the new leadership that's down there. It all came together for Houston and C.J. Stroud as the A number one reason why. Would that team still have been competitive without C.J. Stroud or without him making the step? Maybe. Not with Davis Mills, they wouldn't. They might have been in the games just defensively, right? And they lose way more games. I'm not saying they would have won 10 games if he hadn't have been there, but would they have been basically the same team they were last year, where you're not going to get an easy win against them. It's going to be tough. Maybe they scrape out seven wins. Could be. Without, But with C.J. Stroud, now you're, now you're on the doorstep of threatening the top of the AFC next year. The only thing I would caution you, I'll go ahead and tell you, I had another quarterback ahead of C.J. Stroud on my list for this exercise. Okay. The only thing that I would caution you is I saw Houston play two really elite defenses over the course of this year and got their absolute brains beat out by both of them. Mm-hmm. And that would that would scare me. That would scare me a little bit. Of You played one of the weakest schedules in the NFL this year. And yes, he was really, really good. But really dive into who that was against. Mm-hmm. I, and look, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be just over the moon if you're a Texans fan. I'm just saying I'm afraid that he goes into next year with an expectation that is really 
lofty and really hard to live up to. Yes. Excise expectations are – they can do a lot of damage to a young quarterback's psyche. Expecting them to be able to do too much immediately, it can have a detrimental effect. There's no doubt about it. I'm not worried about it because he's a rookie. He's not supposed to be good yet against no, these I mean, good defenses. No, I mean, and for this, he was very high it's on the, my it's list. It's the same kind of thing that that you can – obviously, these two quarterbacks are different, but I'm going to say it, it, it leads me down the same path that I get to with Brock Purdy. He's been in the league for two years. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to kill the kid because he fell apart at the late stages of a Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes. But the only thing I would caution you is that Brock Purdy had a lot of starts and had a lot of experience mm-hmm. in college. Mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud, not as much. I thought there was a – I mean, I, look, I even said this when I evaluated him. I thought he had room to grow. I didn't think he would start this good. I, hell, I'll go a step further. I didn't think he would end this good. <laughs> right. So – there's a lot to be excited about. I'm just, I'm really, I'm hearing a lot of the Houston Texans or next year's Detroit Lions, and I don't think that's fair at all. You're playing in a much tougher division than they are. You're playing in a much tougher conference than they are, and your schedule is not going to be fun. Do you know who the Texans play next year? I have not seen their schedule. I have. Uh, and, and I can tell you it's, it's not gorgeous. It's not going to be fun. So obviously you play the six in the division. So you play the Jaguars twice, you play the Titans twice, you play the Colts twice. None of those are great. The other non-con or the other non-divisional games you get at home are Baltimore, Buffalo, Miami, Chicago, and Detroit. Woof. On the road, it's Dallas, Green Bay, Minnesota, Kansas City, the Jets, and the Patriots. Good Lord, that is evil. The second worst team you play, that you play outside of your division is the Jets, who, oh, by the way, beat you senseless last year and didn't have a quarterback. So I, I, just, I think there's going to be a regression with C.J. Stroud, and I hope people walk into it knowing that that is possible, and it shouldn't really be a – I hope people keep the same energy with him even through what could be some struggles next year. I'm not telling you that I think he's going to turn into Zach Wilson. I just I, I don't necessarily know that he's going to be an MVP candidate next mm-hmm. year. I don't know that many team many quarterbacks could be with how daunting that schedule is. So you took Stroud and you took the Detroit Lions. Yes. Okay, that's good because you left me my two and my three. <laughs> it's always fun when that happens. My two is Sean McVay aggressive unbelievable stock up and that's coming from a spot where i already thought he was the second best coach in the nfl i'm not sure he's not the best coach in the nfl yeah andy reed's now got the rings look at what he's doing it with mm-hmm. sean mcveigh took a team that i'm not gonna lie to you i thought was one of the top five most talentless rosters i've ever seen and took him to the playoffs the big knock on him was how invested he was And I did notice that this year he made it real clear of don't ask me the question. I'm here and I'm going to be here. And the Rams to me are one of the most interesting teams to watch over the course of the offseason. You have your first first round pick since, I don't know, the Kennedy administration. That'll help. You haven't had one of the Jared Goff was their last first round pick. Think about what I just said. And 
and and now you're here. You got to the playoffs with a, a mishmash of of guys that your front office drafted. You do a great job, and I'm really intrigued to see what this roster looks like next year. Now we get into a stock down. And I know that people are going to say you're being overreactionary. It's the most recent thing you saw. If you've watched this show for any period of time, listen to the show, however you consume it, you'll know that this shouldn't come as a surprise. Mine's a stock down to Kyle Shanahan. Okay. You're putting this guy in, in territory that he don't belong in. He don't belong with Sean McVay. He don't belong with Andy Reid. He don't belong with Mike Tomlin. He don't belong with John Harbaugh. He's way more Matt LaFleur than you want to let on. And I think now people are starting to get it. I mean, and now don't take this for more than it is. I'm not saying he should be on the hot seat. I'm not saying San Francisco would be better off with another coach. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying he ain't elite. And I don't know that he's ever going to be. I think he was propped up because of his last name. I think he has a really good system. And he's lost a lot of talent on a coaching staff. They've gotten more conditional picks for coaches that were hired by other teams than any team in the league. And I think it's starting to wear on him. But but they got to the Super Bowl. I get that. Look who they beat. Philadelphia Eagles in the toilet. Dallas Cowboys did not show up. Green Bay Packers, youngest playoff team in the history of this league. Detroit Lions, first time you've ever been there. Oh, by the way, you were done 24-7th half. And they fell apart like a cheap suit. I'm not overly impressed by San Francisco. I never have been. I, I get what happened last night. At the end of the day, you're just the, the highest of the mountain of losers. And I put a lot of it at the feet of Kyle Shanahan. I don't trust you. There are a lot of people that don't trust you, and there's a lot of people that never trust you again. And they shouldn't. If you really look at his track record, there's a lot of letdowns here that at some point you got to answer for. We got to the Super Bowl. Awesome. A lot of people have gotten to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean there's some guru saint. That's how you're treated, but it's not how you pay things off. All right. His first uh, stock down of the uh, 2023 season. Year in review. Daily draft. Kyle Shanahan stocked down after taking his team to a Super Bowl, however, losing it once again. We'll and con- choking it away in famous fashion. We'll continue with the daily draft next here on ESPN Asheville. All right, people, it's Valentine's Day. Everything has to be perfect. At Ingalls, we know that not every Valentine's Day is four star perfection with string quartets and swanky restaurants. My boyfriend bought me flowers. That it's not the money you spend or the elaborate lengths you go to. Happy Valentine's Day. It just has to come from the heart. Ingalls, we're with you every step of the way. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. Download our free app on Google Play or the App Store. Type in Asheville Home Search. You'll be able to connect with our team and see all the available homes for sale in our area. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or clarissasellswnc at gmail.com. 
The Ingalls 2024 Southern Conference Downtown Dribble and Kids Fest, presented by Champion Credit Union, will be held Saturday, March 9th, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. at the Roger McGuire Green at Pack Square Park. The Downtown Dribble will feature interactive games, inflatables, pep bands, cheerleaders, and a parade. Each participant will receive a basketball, Downtown Dribble t-shirt, and a ticket to the noon session quarterfinal basketball games. Check-in will begin at 9.30 a.m. at Roger McGuire Green. To register, visit downtowndribble.eventbrite.com. The Sportsocracy. These guys are a f***ing disgrace. We are back in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Daily draft, stock up, stock down from the season that was. Looking back on 2023, had all of the benchmark moments, and it all culminated last night with a 25-22 win for the Kansas City Chiefs. In Super Bowl 58. Jeremy, so far you've gone Lamar Jackson, your number one overall pick, stock up for the season. Sean McVay, head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, and a stock down for Kyle Shanahan, head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. The flip side, I've done two stock ups so far. Detroit, Lions, and C.J. Stroud. I'm going to stay on the positive side here. I'm going to go for another for, for a head coach, and it's the coach of the year, Kevin Stefanski, with the Cleveland Browns. If you had told me at the beginning of the season that they're going to lose Deshaun Watson and have to play Joe Flacco, that's a six-win team. Congratulations. Now, I didn't. That would have been before realizing how great the defense was, and not taking in any of that into account. I'm and not, the power of the Schwartz. Yeah, I'm not trying to throw any shade here. Yeah, Jim Schwartz had a big, big to do with that team. But Kevin Stefanski, this was a make or break year. I believe in our run up to the season. I'm sure we had one of these of who's on the hot seat, and Kevin Stefanski's name damn sure came up. If he can't get it done this year, if he can't make this team look like a winner, then he's gone. And he comes out and wins coach of the year, goes through all the tumultuous times that they had with the quarterback position, and that team still went into the playoffs and were a threat. I was real impressed with Kevin Stefanski. I always believed that he could be a good coach in this league, but I think he proved it this year. I had that one on my list. And then. Had a couple more higher, though. So mm-hmm. there's two things that you could say right here that would elicit me to have to resist saying a bad word. Aha. Uh-huh. Because there's two I want really badly. Mm-hmm. And one of them I had to take a risk that you weren't going to take it. Because I don't think you will. But you might. I am. I'm going to. I'm going stock down for those fans you know those fans those fans the the nfl is rigged fans the conspiracy theory fans the taylor swift is ruining my experience i'm lumping all of you into the same well the conspiracy theory guys basically all we did was give them a reason to say it's rigged because taylor swift's boyfriend did win a super bowl yeah, but uh, that ignores a lot of facts, 
as in Taylor Swift's boyfriend was on the best team in the league. He was on the defending championship team of last year. It would be completely different if Travis Kelsey had done all the things that he had done. And he played for the Carolina Panthers and they still made the Super Bowl. Then you could convince me that there's some sort of a conspiracy here. But shocker of shockers, the uh, most eligible bachelor, pretty good looking guy who's had TV experience, um, on the best team in the league hooked up with a pop star. Sorry, I'm not seeing the, the conspiracy in that. Call me, Call me a sheep. I guess I'm just just an old bootlicker. I'll just take whatever they tell me and I just fans drive me absolutely crazy. And when all I saw last night on social media and again this morning was dear god Taylor Swift was on my television last night. Do you know they totaled up the actual screen time she had? Would you it like It wasn't that much. Would you like to know how many seconds she was seen on television last night 45 it was 59 it was almost a full two minutes she was shown on television ah 14 15 times maybe for a screen time total of 59 seconds and this ruined the super bowl for so many people Um, i don't get it just uh, i'll just i I have to say this again because i get so look i'm a conspiracy theorist hashtag birds aren't real uh, hashtag don't trust the government hashtag they're listening to you. I like a good conspiracy theory more than practically anybody you'll ever meet. I keep my tinfoil hat nice and secure in my desk drawer here. The NFL's rigged people. Let me ask you a question. How many of the 12 smallest market teams in the NFL can you name? Say that again. 12 smallest market teams in the NFL. How many do you think you can name? Oh. A couple of them are super obvious. Oh, Lord, there's Jacksonville. Jacksonville's four. Tennessee. Tennessee is seven? Uh, I would imagine. No, Tennessee is nine. I'm sorry. I would imagine Indy would be in that group. Indy is 11. Um, You still haven't said the really obvious one. Carolina. Carolina's 12. Uh, Green Bay, obviously. There it is. Green Bay's the smallest one. That's one. one. (laughs) There's another really obvious one that is two. Um... Which one is that? What am Nobody. I oh, Buffalo. There it is. That's yeah. two. Yeah. New Orleans is three. Uh, the Raiders are five. The Bengals and Chiefs are six, seven. Baltimore's eight. Tennessee's nine. Pittsburgh's 10. Indianapolis 11. Carolina's 12. Now, really dig into that list and figure out that seven just won the Super Bowl for the third time in five years. Fourth time they were there. Cincinnati is one of the best young nucleuses in the league. Buffalo was in the playoffs again. Green Bay was in the playoffs again. If they're fixing this, they are so unbelievably (laughs) bad at this that it is hard to wrap your brain around. Meanwhile, the biggest markets in the league, Jets suck, Bears suck, Giants suck. End the message, repeat the line. It's kind of like the frozen envelope. Okay, I'll give you that one to Patrick Ewing. How'd the New Orleans Pelicans get Zion Williamson? Make that make sense to me. How did Victor Webinyama end up with the San Antonio Spurs? This is rigged. They need better writers. Mm-hmm. Now, you did not take either of the two I really wanted, okay. and one of them plays for that's one of the small market teams that I was just talking about. Uh, aggressive stock up, Jordan Love. 
I don't know that I've ever been more wrong about a quarterback. And now I need to caveat that with something. I think you're over-evaluating him right now. He's good, not great. Still does some things that are absolutely maddening, but you do have a franchise quarterback. We did not think you did. I, I laughed when you extended him another year because I thought you were just compounding a problem. I love what you put around him. I love the supporting staff in Green Bay. I am curious to see what the next step looks like because that band is going to be really hard to keep together. You got one more year where none of it's a problem. Eventually, you're going to start seeing the Romeo Dobbs and the Christian Watson and the Jaden Reed and the Luke Musgrave and the Tucker Craft and the Aaron Jones and the A.J. Dillon are all going to go. You see how we have that many skill position guys? That means I'm further down in the pecking order than I want to be. And you could have a problem. Not a problem now. I don't think your division's very good. I think the Vikings are awful and may get awfuler. Um, and I still believe in Detroit. I think Chicago has the, the pieces to become good, but I don't believe in the NFC on the whole. So I, I look at every team in the NFC and go, you have the ability to, to take life by the horns. This would also be a great time for me to point out to all the Green Bay Packer fans that tell me to take down the Jordan Love videos, why would I take something down, A, that you keep commenting on, B, that you would just immediately say I was hiding from something I said. I don't hide from anything except birds because they terrify me. And squirrels. Big flappy. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, not squirrels. Uh, uh, squirrels raccoons. Rac- squirrels yeah. counted too. Uh, furry varmints. Yeah, you basically could have stuck at feathered things and furry varmints. That's what I'll hide from. If you won't admit when you were wrong, how in the world do you gloat as much as I do when you're right? Kind of counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. Final selection. This one's a little harder because I'm going to be, people are going to just think I'm being a hater. I'm almost more worried about what I've seen in the offseason than what I saw in the season season. I'm going Bill Belichick and everything New England Patriots. Hmm. Okay. I hate to channel my favorite movie, but there's a storm coming. And I'm not so sure you're prepared for it. New England had an unbelievable dynasty run. And I'm seeing things right now that would scare me to death. The way this coaching search went the way the staff hiring process has happened. Some things I heard in Mobile about there are high-level assistants that aren't even taking their calls. Like guys that I would have really liked the fit under Gerard Mayo, they didn't even call them back. Hmm. That would worry me. And it's because the way that this team is constructed and the way the power structure goes and everybody reports to Bob Kraft now, it's almost like they've gone too far. It's almost like they've gone to, they had the autonomy of Bill, and now they've gone so far the other way that it's almost kind of confusing who's actually in charge here. I'll give you an example. Elliot Wolf's the new head of the personnel department. I, I don't know if they gave him, I can't remember if they gave him the title of GM or if he's just the one that's the top of the spear. Nobody really knows who answers to him. You've got Alonzo Highsmith that came from Miami. All of these different pieces but nobody can figure out the power structure. That would scare me to death because I've seen this before. I've never seen it work. And you have all this with a first-time head coach who, by the way, is a defensive guy. 
you have no quarterback, and you're bringing a flawed prospect, whether it's Drake May or Jaden Daniels, they're both flawed. I like them both, but they're both flawed. Into this situation, and oh, by the way, you don't have any receivers. I don't greatly believe in your offensive line either. There are a lot of issues here that are really hard to fix all at once, and it's much harder to fix when you're starting to get a reputation of you have a hearkening to the glory days perception around the league that a lot of offensive guys don't want anything to do with. Because you're not going to let me do what Andy Reid does. You're not going to let me do what Kyle Shanahan does. You want to win by running the ball and playing defense because you've in large part over the course of the history of this franchise, you've missed on quarterbacks. You had one. Drew was really good for a few years, but even that flamed out towards the end. I see a really long few years ahead of New England, and I don't know that there's anything you can do to stop it. But, hey, you get to pick at the top of the draft, so it's a chance to and, and get yeah, your guy. It, it's your first top five pick in a billion to years. And, of course, this would be the draft where we have yeah buts with all of the quarterbacks, and I'm not sure you wouldn't be best suited to take Marvin Harrison and decide the quarterback a year from now. As I've gone down fixing the franchise and doing all of these things that we'll be putting out on the YouTube channel and, and doing on this show over the course of the next handful of months, the more I look at New England, the more I go, I don't want to put a quarterback in this. I'm not sure it's sustainable. I'm not sure I can get the most out of what I have here. And and Tay in our YouTube chat just asked about Clint Kubiak's been officially named in, in New Orleans. You should be excited about that. And I want to draw a parallel to New Orleans. We don't understand what they're doing with Dennis Allen and why these things are, are allowed to continue year over year. That's the same thing that's been happening in New England with Bill Belichick. There ain't a Clint Kubiak walking in the door because you should be excited by that. That's a guy a lot of teams wanted to talk to, maybe not as their offensive coordinator. There were just a lot of guys that went, I want that dude on my staff because he's a young up-and-comer that got his shot too early. New Orleans got him in the building. New England couldn't. And you lathered up and went Alex Van Pelt to bring this offense together. And I, I don't get it. This is the guy that patrolled the run heaviest offense in the league with Joe Flacco. I, I, I don't know how I'm supposed to be encouraged by that. Do you see what I'm saying? With the yeah. perce- Bill's perception and New England's perception, I think, took an aggressive hit this year. And now I've had more people tell me, well, you were ahead of the curve on that one because you've been trying to tell us that for years. <coughs> yeah, and I didn't know that it would ever get this bad because this year was bad, 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 but bad, bad. Bill wanted a job, couldn't get a job. Bob Kraft wanted a lot of people, apparently, and didn't have the cachet around the league to secure those deals. I didn't think we were going to get here, but here we are. And it could work. I could be completely wrong. But I don't like how these dominoes are falling. All right. Uh, my final selection for the daily draft stock up, stock down for the season that was. Um, I actually have two here. So I guess this go will ahead. count as the, uh, as the UDFA. Because I'm going to go stock up for two teams who had disappointing seasons it's the New York Jets and it's the Cincinnati Bengals. Because you're getting your quarterbacks back. And I know things went horribly for the New York Jets. You didn't get the wins, but but we saw what you were. We saw how terrifying the other side of that ball can be. 
you add a competent offense to that with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers and you're right back to where we thought you would be going into the season. Joe Burrow coming back, Cincinnati proved a lot to me. The fact that they were still able to win nine games, losing Joe Burrow for seven of those games. How can I not be excited? This team was just in a Super Bowl two years ago. So were those stock ups or stock downs? Those are stock ups. Despite the disappointing seasons, I feel like you're stock ups because you were able to hold your head above water, so to speak, at least for the Jets on one side of the ball. And for the Cincinnati Bengals, they actually translated to some wins. You had Joe Burrow to that. Give me three more wins, maybe. Maybe that's pie in the sky. You had Aaron Rodgers and a decent offense to the New York Jets. That might be seven more wins. I don't think they're going 14-3. and three. The defense is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the the Jets have a – they got a lot of things happening. Uh, the Athletic put out some of the things that I've heard behind closed doors. I can't say they're a stock up of any kind, and that's my team. Oh, is there drama? I, oh, God. Behind closed have doors? Have you not read this article? No. Oh, that, that Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett are like frat buddies and that there's no real – there's no real adult in the room. Yeah, that's why Woody Johnson's been so vocal. Mm. The only stock up for the Jets is that we're getting the legacy uniforms full time, and Daddy's here for it because I will replace that helmet behind my head with one of those the day that becomes official. <laughs> Especially if they go black, because them things are sweet. Uh, all right, I've got an undrafted free agent. I'll go a guy that I know better that I'm allowed to discuss on this show. Uh, Sean Payton, aggressive stock down. I think he got humbled because I think he thought he was the smartest guy in the room. This is a stock down. The reason I didn't take it with an, an active pick is I'm really curious to see what he does in the offseason. I think he got punched in the face. Just punched directly in the face. Mm-hmm. And now the question is, do you learn from it or do you double down on it? If you try to take Bo Nix at 12, you're doubling down on it. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. Or you could be humbled by it and learn that my way is not the only way. And you look at what he did with the roster and all the guys that he is familiar with that he brought into this. And how many guys he pushed out that were just there. And it gets unsettling. And if I were a Bronco fan, I would be on pins and needles to see how this offseason goes. Kind of like Havoc is in our YouTube chat. He wants me to take a breathalyzer right now because he feels like there's some still in my system. It could be right. Might be. You're in the sportsocracy, ZSPN Asheville. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and MountainGraphicsAVL.com. Your one-stop customer apparel shops if cleanliness is next to godliness look around the car right now is that very godly look life comes at you fast but so does wnc auto detailing they have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor you don't believe me check them out on instagram all that filth and years of stains 
disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. And did I mention that Clarissa Sells WNC loves teachers? We love teachers so much, we're giving back 25% of our commission at closing. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or clarissasellswnc at gmail.com. We are back in the Sports Accuracy on ESPN Asheville, live from the Ingalls studio, and it's time for the most important message of the day. Don't do crimes! Oh, let's go international for some crimes here. Let's go down to Cuba. Story out of Cuba. You know, criminals, they look for an advantage anywhere. If they see something of value or they know that you're moving something of value and they might be able to make a buck or two off of it, well, they'll they'll strike and try to steal it. The story doesn't have a date on it. It doesn't say when this happened. The story came out yesterday, but at some point recently, a gang of 30 thieves risking now up to 20 years in prison should they be caught after they pulled off, quote, one of the rarest major heists of all time. They stole 133 tons of chicken. That's a lot of chicken. The chicken was stolen from a state-owned facility in Havana, Cuba, as the thieves made away with 1,660 boxes full of poultry. (coughs) They then took the goods to the streets to try to trade them for actual other things of value, trying to trade them off for luxury items, including laptops, televisions, refrigerators, and air conditioners. Is that an often, is that a usual thing in Cuba? Do we, I mean, I've never been to Cuba, so I don't know, but is that a thing like you're just standing on the side of the street and, hey, I got my refrigerator with me. I got that breast meat, player. I got that breast meat. You want that breast meat? I got you. Would you like this, this fine box of chicken? I just see somebody. I just see somebody with one of those big trench coats, just opening it up, and it's nothing but like Colonel Sanders boxes. One hundred and thirty-three tons of chicken is quite a lot. Yes, the, each each one of these guys or gals or whoever Where it is. Where do you put that? I have no idea. Two hundred and sixty-six thousand pounds of chicken. You have to have your own storage facility. You're going to have to have freezers to put it in, refrigerators to put it in. Otherwise, within just a few days, you're going to have just a bunch of grossness in a box. <laughs> two hundred sixty-six thousand pounds of that would have fed formerly fat Tank Spencer for like two years. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I just wanted to take the shot. Felt like the thing to do. My uh-huh. story is from Oakland, California. It's about a man named Brian Colston. He's 35 years old, and well, he's going to jail for a long, long time. What he because he uh, he killed somebody. Yep, that'll do yep. it. Yep. And uh, during his trial, you know, he had to, he had to go to court. 
So he had someone, a woman, who was testifying on his behalf that brought him a trial suit. If you don't know a lot about trial logistics, there are times, it's not necessarily an everyday occurrence, but that a witness or a a family member or whoever the case may be, sometimes it's a lawyer too, will bring the client something to wear in the courtroom because obviously they're in jail, so they don't have a closet there. So they'll bring them something to wear. Well, in this instance, the woman that was testifying on his behalf brought him his trial suit and a pair of shoes. Nothing all that strange about that, but they did notice when they inspected the shoes that there was something a little off about them. So they investigated, and what they found were hidden, hollowed-out compartments in his shoes. And in those shoes, they found 12 grams of heroin and 3 grams of cannabis. (laughs) Heroin. That's... That's double crimes, and you Mm -hmm. did it in a federal lockup, so guess what? That's federal crimes. Don't do federal crimes. That's how you end up in a place that ends in bay, uh, which is not where you want to go. bay. Yeah, it doesn't. (laughs) You're going to end up somebody's bay. Yeah, no doubt. You'll end up somebody's (laughs) bay at a blank bay, and that is no, no. (laughs) That's a a rough life. You'll probably end up in somebody's boo, too. Yeah, you'll probably end up in... Tucking somebody's pocket around mm-hmm. as a as an occupation, and that's not what you want to do. <laughs> Gonna be a rough day. You're gonna end up with a lot of nicknames that you don't want. No doubt. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I could I could literally tell jokes about this for the next eleven oh, yeah. minutes. Oh yeah, uh, uh, my- several of them of which would get me fired <laughs> immediately. Me and my wife were watching a movie the other day. It's a Vince Vince Vaughn movie. I don't even remember the name of it. Um, where he plays like a psych- psychotic prisoner that is just beating people i think it was called like the riot in cell block 99 or something anyway (laughs) it goes through the story of telling how he goes to jail and gets convicted and he's riding on the bus to prison and she looks over at me and she goes you know i don't think you'd do well in prison and i looked at her and i said (laughs) no my real name's robert and they'll probably call me kebab by the end of it i thought it was a good comeback I really that is did. a good comeback. That's actually <laughs> one of the top five funniest things you've ever said. <laughs> They'll just call me Kebab. At Sports Tank ESPN. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you hear this uh, last night during during the Super Bowl? I completely, I completely missed this in the bar uh, last night. This was a commercial that played on the Super Bowl broadcast. It's a political ad. It's for Kennedy. That sounds like it's 500 years old. It is. It's Here's what they did. So the super PAC that put this campaign ad out, they took a JFK ad, an actual one from 1960, and just released it and superimposed all pictures of RFK into the pictures where JFK was oh, on the Lord. original thing let me guess the kennedys are not happy about this. no no then none of them are happy because well just imagine how that conversation went that's our family is known for many years of debauchery and killing people and you don't do that that's actually not a bad kenny bunkport i love that accent yeah but you've been doing this for many years and you're not one of us she i, I don't know why i turned that into I, a no i turned it into a mobster yeah, there at the end. See? I don't know why I did that. 
you know, the Kennedy family's not happy about this, not only because they just recycled one of Jack's ads, but also because they left everybody else in it. So there's Kennedy family members that have their faces on this ad that do not endorse RFK for president. That's it's a rough. bit of a problem, and it feels like crimes. That's rough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he came out and had to apologize, saying that his campaign had nothing to do with this. However, if you want to see the ad, it's pinned at my Twitter account. Yeah, awesome. That's always a bad sign. It's my pinned tweet, but I didn't like it. It's still okay. pinned there right now, despite the fact that he has apologized for it. But, hey, it got us all talking about RFK Jr. for two seconds on a sports show. So I guess, Man, I guess it worked. Can't get his family to vote for him, and yet we'll still get people to vote for him over, <clears throat> you know, that other feller who forgets where he is three or four times a day. <laughs> You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. Don't do politics. We'll be right back. We're back counting down to kickoff. Let's look at today's three keys to premium pre-gaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option. There's four to choose from. White haze, each perfect, scary berries, and my personal favorite, mean green. And number three, at 6% ABV, max protect. Always drink responsibly, and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at your local retailer. The Sportsocracy. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man! Apparently we didn't get through the Super Bowl either without a streaker. Uh, did I did see that. Um, yeah. What, yeah. What is the purpose of that exactly? Nothing. So hoping somebody will show you on social media. And they did. And we saw you get matered, and we laughed at you. Was the night in jail worth it? And the ban well, from, I mean, uh, well, from I mean, any ballpark? Paid- you paid a bajillion dollars to get in the stadium. And then you when did it happen? I didn't see it. I think it happened in the second quarter. So you missed the second half and the overtime just so you could try to show your goober on social media. <laughs> he wasn't even naked. He still oh, had pants on. Oh, I thought you was a stringer. I mean, he, he got the shirt off, oh. but the pants were still on. So he only went half. Happens right? to the best of us. <laughs> Just, I don't know. I don't know. I figured if you're going to go all in, go all in, right? You try. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, the Kansas City Chiefs, ho-hum. They're the Super Bowl champions once again. again. San Francisco 49ers, they're the, the, the runner-up. Well, I mean, I feel like I we're very so late here. That, you know, we, we, we get the Jets' legacy uniforms. That's the... That was really my biggest takeaway of the weekend. I, and that means you're bringing back the the jet on the helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, turn those turn those into a black version. Is that official? They to, are going yes. to do that. Yes. Awesome. Can't wait. I'm I'm here for all of it. Apparently, we're gonna have a lot of new uniforms in the NFL this year. We should have new uniforms in the NFL every year. Yeah, th- just don't do what the NBA does and never wear the same uniform twice. I think the Nuggets have 97 uniform combinations, mm-hmm. and I never see the same one twice. Mm-hmm. You can get a little – I don't want Oregon. I don't want pro football teams coming no. out here like Oregon. But I do like the variety. And ever since I you can have the it. new helmets with the changing of the logos and all of that, I feel like it should, it should be kind of maddening. 
You should be able to have a stock of four or five different ones that you could pull from. Yeah, I'm four games a year. Throw in something different. I'm I'm fine with that. Other than that, I need something static. Mm-hmm. But you should be able to change it pretty often. Yeah, yeah. The Jets just changed there what, three years ago. That's when they went to the to the Chrome Dome. Yeah, the little football in the middle. That didn't last long. No, the jet was the, the jet was far superior, and we all know it. Uh, from what I hear, you've got Detroit. Let's see, Detroit, Seattle, Houston, and a couple others that will have new uniforms uh, for twenty twenty four. And that's what we've been resigned to, folks. Talking about uniforms, indeed. Uh, although, although tomorrow it is a Tuesday. It means it's Power Ranking Tuesday. That's right. Power Rankings Tuesday. We'll be looking ahead to next year now that the season is in the books and the Chiefs are the champs. And somehow the San Francisco 49ers are the odds-on favorite to win next year. Which is dumb. In Vegas. but I trust knowing things about the Clintons, gas station sushi, and uh, Tijuana tap water more than I trust Kyle Shanahan or Block Pudding. <laughs> Uh, it is the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. We'll have uh, more of the fallout from uh, the Super Bowl Power Rankings Tuesday on the way tomorrow at noon as well. And keep and- an eye on the YouTube channel because the three-round mock drafts, yes, those of you that have said, are they ever going to happen? Yes. Now that the draft order is completely set, they start tonight. Go to the sportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel. You'll get the alerts when new content comes out. We got things transpiring here in old Western North Carolina and that sports betting in this state goes legal on March 11th. And we have big news. We got a partner for you. It's DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. It will not be long until in the state of North Carolina. You can bet on same game parlays, money lines, and props with DraftKings. Best features including odds boost, something we've never had before, and live betting. If you're watching a game, like Jeremy does quite often and go, Hey, why is Kansas city not, uh, I need that. You can do it on DraftKings Sportsbook, And they're partnered with your favorite talk show here in North Carolina. It's all coming up on uh, March 11th. It all goes live and you want to sign up now. New customers download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and bet on all your favorite sports once we go live only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Coming to North Carolina, March 11th. Gambling problem? Call 877-718-5543 or go to morethanagame.nc.gov. 21 plus, North Carolina only. Eligibility restrictions apply subject to regulatory Licensing requirements, see terms at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook slash NC.